Welcome to the Barack Obama Approved World's Greatest Podcast, Haifa Nation. I'm your dashing, debonair, and sometimes daring host, Kellen Conley. And with me tonight, I am not by myself, and I'm not recording from my normal spot in the parking lot this this time out. I have a guest all the way from Boston, Mass., as they said on New Editions, um, um, what was the name of the album? Damn, Heartbreak album at the beginning. They said all the way from Boston, Mass. I have the first person who ever asked to be on Hyphenation. And then ironically enough, the last person to actually be solo on Hyphenation out of the brain trust. Michael Lamarick, ladies and gentlemen. Hello, West Virginia. <laughs> it, it's, it's the world's greatest podcast, though, Lamb. I know, but we got to start from the heartland, right? We've got to start heartland. From, from where it comes from. This isn't Iowa. This isn't, there isn't cornfields. We got a bunch of mountains. I think it's better that it's not Iowa. And I, yeah, I agree. I don't know how that would work if I was from Iowa. Pitchforks would make it work. And tractors. <laughs> You want me to sing a little Old Town Road for you, Lamb? You know what? No, we're moving on to Panini now. <laughs> you know, I still haven't listened to Panini. Have you not heard the album? I've not listened to the album, no. Have you not met me? I don't listen to full albums. I listen to podcasts all day. Uh, you know what? That's true. There's no time to listen to albums with podcasts around. Right, exactly. I still got to finish Alapal, the season premiere, and then I, I stopped to listen to some Simmons football recaps while, when I got home this evening. So you and didn't I'll, get to the to me asking the woman how does she measure her boobs? No, you were. I heard that. I totally oh. heard that. Oh. Yeah, that was the best part. Yeah, you were. You're like. So do you, and then Nikki's like, uh, "There's a lot of measuring." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like a carpenter, you dumbass. You exactly. got to make sure it all lines up. I don't know if there's if there's like some sort of machine that like a woman just sticks like the the breast with the nipple, and then you know it tags the breast without a nipple. And tells you approximately where to draw. Who knows this? And if I this mean, was a comic book, this would be a part where there'd be a little editor's note that says, for more information, go see Alapal Season 5, Episode 1. Exactly. They should. They really should. They should. Because Nikki explains this. Because Nikki explains it, and Alapal is amazing. We're pretty damn awesome. You are pretty damn awesome. That's well, right. Actually, you should, see, you should be seeing Eric's next episode. Uh, because I set it up before I had to leave, but we had an amazing interview. That's all. He told me it's about wrestling. He said there's wrestling a, in it. It is about wrestling. So you know I'm all about some professional, profesh rest. Pro, pro wrestling. Some exactly. Sweet non Greco Roman wrestling. <laughs> so yeah, I'm all, I'm all about that life. But now that you're here, Mr. Lamarique, and you're not being crowded by Marcus or Maps or or Bane, um, or or even my wife has been on with you before, too. Who is Michael Lamarique? I am that guy that you call when you need to get shit done. I am that guy that you call at 1.30 in the morning, four states away, for a ride, and I'll come get you. Damn. Damn, it's okay. It's, it's happened before. I, that doesn't surprise me. You seem like the type. I'm also the guy to call when you're stuck in a club and you can't find your way out because all of your other friends have left you. I, I've i been that guy before. That's, oddly enough, that has happened way too many times. Are you the sober one that people are looking for when they're coming out of the club? 
We, have you ever played the game where you have to be more drunk than the driver? Uh, yeah. You have to be drinking more than the driver? Yeah. Have you ever been the driver and you're stone sober and everyone is just, they're like, how do we keep up? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm the worst one to play those games with. Okay. You seem, you seem like a type again, Lamb. Oh, I so, know. So I'm glad that you're here because in case anybody missed it in one of my many September episodes, I had mentioned I was going to do a Jay-Z episode, right? And not the Jay-Z episode y'all got. I was going to do a Jay-Z episode because there was an anniversary at the beginning of September. And you know how I feel about anniversaries on Hyphenation Lamb. You love anniversaries. I love anniversaries. You and numbers, man, and just remembering things, you're just... I don't know. Maps just told solve, me. Maps told me I make him feel bad on a podcast called Fresh because I remember stuff off the top of my head, and he has yeah. to take notes and stuff. You know what? Before we even get into that, that is one thing that I've always felt that rappers and hip hop artists and musicians are just amazing at. They just rem- they just memorize things off the top of their head. You know, you have a catalog of music that you rap after. Yeah, I can't remember things that i did last week the hell Kelly. <laughs> the hell i i don't know i actually funny thing i was headed to get some gas this morning and then i was like oh crap angel asked me to put chicken in the crock pot and i don't and like normally i forget that stuff all the time but if you ask me what was venom's first appearance in spider-man i'm going to tell you it was amazing spider-man 300 that's like easy to me or how many points did is Jordan's career high? 69. Uh, that was against the Cleveland Cavaliers in 1990. Or or how no, many no, no, points no, no, did no, he... No, we're good, we're good. What time was your daughter born? She was born April 20th at 4... 4.06 a.m. See, the fact that you had to struggle even a little means that you're still human. <laughs> I got to look at the picture. I got to look at episode nine because the picture's on that episode. My daughter's birthday is something that I should easily remember because it's 12 20 2012. Oh, wow. But I forget it every now and then. I'm like 12 21. And he's like, no, daddy. 12 20. It, like, it's okay. All right. All right. We, we are only human, like you said. <sighs> I am. You have evolved a little bit. You, you're a little oh. bit. Like, like I, I was, I even said in one of the chats today, I was like, I know way too much about professional wrestling because somebody asked me about CM Punk and why is he uh, might have a job at WWE again. And I was like, um, well, it's not exactly that way. He'd be working for Fox. And I rattled off all this stuff that I read like twice last week. And oh. then I got another thread. I'm like, I know way too much about professional wrestling. You know a lot. Yeah. You know a lot. It's I, not I, healthy. I mean, actually probably is healthy because you know it's better than if people like me who can't remember shit i don't remember but i don't remember everyday things like you know how many times i forgot Aaliyah's uh lunch or her backpack or like not this year but in years past or left my own lunch out on the counter or in the refrigerator or there's just always something that i'm forgetting that's basic that's just you know maybe i don't know I was going to say maybe that's just the human in you creeping up as you get older, which segues into how we're going to start the uh, Jay Z conversation. We're uh, going to start from Segway the, King. 
Oh no, no, no. That's a that's a that's a Eric right there. Wow. Actually, actually, it's K Rock. K Rock was the best at segways. Man, <laughs> you know how long we worked on that. It seemed pretty natural the way she would do it on, on the camera, though. So good for y'all for for getting her to that point because she'd be like, "Speaking of air, <laughs> speaking of the things that we breathe in, air." <laughs> the next subject. K, K- Rock is the best. Ah, we miss her. Uh, uh, we all miss her, man. It was good hearing her on 100, even though she got embarrassed embarrassed to death. Oh my gosh! By uh, Marcus's uh, Mark Robs question about game of thrones hey listen if some if it doesn't embarrassing if it doesn't embarrass you it's not that deep <laughs> that's a very good point so anniversaries yes anniversary. september 8th was the 10th anniversary of sean carter's album the blueprint three mm-hmm. can you believe it it was released on september 8th yeah, that really doesn't. That really doesn't seem like the time of year to be releasing a record. He he had it originally on September 11th. He wanted to do it again, like he did on the first Blueprint, but then he bumped it up because he um I don't know he was trying to get some early sales or something. the 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 scans were so weird around that time because nobody knew it was selling. Like they're still stuck between physical and digital. wasn't quite there yet, so mm. he was trying to get a couple extra sales. So he bumped it up. Instead of doing September 11th. So that's why it's September 8th. And then on top of that, Lamb, in the not-so-distant future, on December 28th, a couple days before we reach the year 2020, Jay-Z's album, Volume 3, The Life and Times of S. Carter, will turn 20, which is insane. And that's also the last chapter of his volumes trilogy. So you got the last chapter of the blueprints and then the last chapter of the volumes trilogy. Yeah. So was there a cohesive theme through the volumes? This is Lou Groza of the Cleveland Browns. Hi, Ohio for Cleveland. What's up, y'all? That's Anthony Sellers. And that's Eric Jordan. And this is Browns in Our Blood. A weekly show where we talk about our favorite team, the Cleveland Browns. You can catch it in video and podcast. On the hyphen podcast group.com. And Moss Long South Vision. So. <laughs> Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. I hate y'all. I got like 15 seconds. Because there was a cohesive theme in Blueprint, but I don't know if Volumes was like that. Not really, because Volume 1 was really... it it was really weird because, like, of course, when he was working on it, like late 96, early 97, as, especially after Biggie died. I don't remember the release date for Volume 1, but, like, he had went to Puff and he had a couple songs on the album, like uh, Noah Girls Like, that had Puff on it, which is terrible. And then uh, The City Is Mine with Black Street was another one of those 80s sample rip that was real popular in 97. But he, he, um, like he put out those singles and he put out sunshine 
and Sunshine, the Sunshine video bombed. Everybody hated Sunshine. By the way, Life and Times is uh, 96. Life and Times 96? Yeah. No, Life and Times is... No, Life and Times is 99. Volume, volume 1 is... Volume 1 is 97. Don't, don't test me. Don't te- Don't do it. I don't know what you're looking at. Volume 1 in my lifetime... In my hero academia, that's funny. Uh, it just popped. Wow, it says November. Then November the fourth, yo, ninety-seven. On his, on his app, on title, it's telling me ninety-six. I don't know. And then, in Wikipedia, it's telling me ninety-seven. I, I don't know, man. It, it, I'm telling you, it's ninety-seven, obviously, because Reasonable came out in ninety-six, and then he had that run: ninety-six, ninety-seven, ninety-eight, ninety-nine, two thousand, oh one, oh two, oh three, and then he had that gap, and then he came back in oh six, the Kingdom Come. Nice. Yeah, man. I, I don't be messing with me, but right. um, but yeah, sun, the Sunshine video bombed, and so in interviews I've heard with Dame. Around that time period, that's when they said we're going to do the Streets is Watching soundtrack, put out all these B-sides from the album, and all the B-sides, of course, are what makes up the rest of Volume 1. So it, it it was more of a let's save this album kind of effort, but it's not like the records weren't there. It was just kind of like he went for what was popular, it didn't work. Volume 2 feels more like a compilation album to me than, than a Dynasty album does sometimes. It does. Yeah, because there's a, a guest on every single song. Except Hard Knock Life. Except Hard Knock Life, that's right. And Ride or Die. Oh, and Ride, which is one of my favorite records on the album because it's one of the few solo J albums mm-hmm. records we get. Um, so, uh, well, I lost my train of thought. And then Volume Three. Volume Three was just no. You're fine. Angel walked in and she's she's collecting something and I got distracted. My bad. Um, so and Volume Three was I sold five million records. I can do whatever I want, so I'm yeah. going to do whatever I want. <laughs> and he got he got Mariah Carey on there, which is probably where that big spend came in. Oh, oh, definitely. That was the most expensive feature on there. there there's yeah. no way around that one. Um, and as far as the blueprints go, I don't feel there's a, there's a theme. Like, of course, the first blueprint. Um, of course, there is the one theme of um, shoot. Lost my train of thought. The one thing with Blueprint, of course, was soul samples. So that was the main thing that you were um, you were coming with on that one. Blueprint 2 was Guru and Hip Hop convinced Jay to do a double album, so he did. And that thing is massive. And then Volume 3 was kind of like... It, it has a really... Or not Volume 3. Um, Blueprint 3 just has this really interesting soundboard... You know, it, it comes from it's very brassy in parts, and then there's other parts that are very electronic, like the cymbal insides, everything. So there's no cohesiveness to any of it, really. You know what, though? I think Blueprint 3 is kind of like semi American gangster, semi kingdom come, because if you look at them, like it just really feels like that. Like American Gangster, he was working on, or at least released it before. Uh, Blueprint 3. Yeah. But there's still vibes of that coming off of it, especially what we're talking about, which is the first song on Blueprint 3. Which I love way more now than I did when it first came out. Because the first time I, like when it was the album was out and everything, I was like, this is fine, Mm -hmm. you know, but it's aged really well, I think. Because I just listened to it on Sunday. 
Yeah, I was listening to this uh, on the way home today, and Blueprint 3 aged well. Like, but maybe we get it better now. That That's true as well, because we've had 10 years to kind of Let live life. <laughs> and and then you come back to it, and this is where, where we're at. So, Lamb, you said you wanted to start with Volume 3 as we kind of run through some questions that I came up with and okay. favorite songs and... And I appreciate you doing this because I was going to say earlier, Marcus had said he was going to do this, but then Marcus got mad at Jay, and then Marcus hey. said, "I don't want to do this." You know what? He could, let him be mad at Jay. I know I was supporting Jay, even though I'm not, I'm not seeing what what he's saying kind of come to fruition yet. But no, you, you know, absolutely not. God damn it! It still hurts. It it, it does. It, it's definitely a, a blemish. Mm. It's, it's a weird the whole the whole thing is that absolutely weird marcus he kind of summed it up nicely on on mark rob which is brought to you at uh the marc rob.wordpress.com that is my semi-regular co-host marcus robinson's website um where he writes dope stuff all the time he said he's working on some new pieces this week uh he wrote a great piece about jay-z and nfl i encourage you to check that out and then of course listen to what me lamb and marcus said on the episode as well because lamb tried to defend jay marcus tore down jay i I still want more but you know it's early you know a lot of people's forgotten about it now we're four weeks into the season about to be week five and Mm -hmm. no one is even thinking about this too much other than uh, no offense, but probably Marcus. <laughs> you know what? We should be sending a message to him every two days. Let's fill in up his Twitter, his Instagram, his Facebook. Like, hey, it's been so many days since you signed that contract. Where are we at on this? Exactly. Like, wh- what's happening? We we need we need a uh, need change. Right. Need something to happen. So we're going to recap these two albums. Twenty years for Volume Three. 10 years for blueprint three so lamb yeah life and times s dot carter when was the first time you heard this album so that year 99 right 99 technically it was very late 99 so early 2000s even if that helps you a little bit so this was senior year in high school for me okay well, no, ninety, yeah, ninety nine going into two thousand, senior year high school. So, I'm a little my junior more, year. I'm a little more free in listening to things, doing things, and my hate for Mariah Carey had just started. Oh, 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 okay. And, and guess whose single was blazing through the radio in Boston? Uh, Mariah that, Carey. Yeah. Oh, they were Her, playing it. Well. That's the thing. I don't know how much about the radio stuff, about what actually made from volume three to the radio. So this is interesting to me because I didn't have a radio station when this is out. So that made it on to the radio and I hated it. Big (laughs) Pimpin made it on the radio and I liked that because I liked the sound of it. And, um, you know, it, it, I vibed with that much more, but, oh God, I hated that and I hated S. Doc Carter because I didn't understand or appreciate a mill. Okay, fair enough. I don't think anybody understood or appreciated Mill for what she was. Listen, I always felt like a mill was like your annoying tween sister 
And she just sounds like that every single time I look. Would here. you love me? Ugh. Would you hate me? Yeah, I, no, no. The worst part about it was it was your annoying little sister talking nasty. <laughs> that's exactly, and the more you think about it, you're like, yeah, that really does sound like an annoying little sister. And that is a mill to and the she, teeth. She got a whole ass album out of Rockefeller before they got rid of her. And she did even made one song on the dynasty. Just like, oh, not no, do anything. No, she, 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 she got left behind. There was a falling out. There, as I've never been able to find exactly why she left um, Rockefeller or how she got dropped or anything. And I've never really searched it out, honestly, because I was like, oh, thank God. Um, but yeah, let let me see if I can dig anything up. Podcast 101. Word. Um, yeah, but let me let me see. It just says due to fact, uh, yeah, she got dropped. Um, okay, it says her album sales are disappointing and singles didn't sell well either. And she was dropped by the time the Nutty Professor Two soundtrack dropped. That had "Hey Poppy" on it, which is the last song that she was officially featured on, as far as Rockefeller goes. That was like July of two thousand. I was going to say that's early two thousand. Yeah, and I don't remember when Dynasty was. I think Dynasty was October. So the very last song a mill was on would be "You, Me, Him, and Her" from the Dynasty in two thousand. Off the top of my head, by the way. <laughs> See. See, that's that superhero chat we keep talking about. So S. Dot Carter got on your nerves, okay? Um, so for me, when I was also, I wasn't really the biggest fan of Jay Z back then. Okay. Like, so I liked Volume Two overall, be, and just like we were saying before, it was like everyone was on that album. So when you were listening to it, it wasn't just a Jay-Z album. Right. You had so many people on there. You had, uh, as I'm looking at it, there's Memphis Bleak on it in so many parts. Yeah. There's Money Cash Hose, which killed up to it. Of course. And let me see, what else? Can I get away? I never heard that until I saw the remix video with Bleak and Siegel on it. I'd never heard Money Cash Hose until that moment. Yeah. Listen, that that beat for Money Cash Hose was killing it. And what, what, what soundtrack was that on? Oh, it was on The Corruptor. Off the top. Again. So, you see, but... but, but Because I remember that video. Volume 2 wasn't really like a Jay-Z, Jay-Z album. Everybody who was listening to that, and when I picked up Volume 2, people were like, oh, you like that? You should go... Ch- you should listen to... His original album, you should listen to Blueprint. And I was like, nah, I'm not really here for that. I'm here for this poppy shit. Or excuse me, not Blueprint, Reasonable Doubt. I was like, nah, I like this. And Reasonable Doubt is definitely not like Volume 2. No, it is not. It's nothing like it. Volume 3 has some snappy-ass tunes on it. But these features just were not what I wanted. Again, I, I Mariah, agree. Carey, Mariah Carey, I started to hate. <laughs> and I just couldn't. And Amil, like I said, she just sounded like your like your your tween sister, and just was bugging me. So for me, Big Pimpin' was the best on the album, and I ended up liking Dope Man. But I think that was it. I didn't like the rest of the album when I when I was first listening to it, and even now when I'm listening to it now, I'm like. Yeah, some of these still. Yeah, some of these suck. Some, it, of these, some of these suck. Yeah, 
Okay, and th- and that's okay. That's why we that's why we're having this conversation. So, Lamb, <clears throat> I don't know if I um told you, Marcus, this when we got together last time, but Volume Three was my first Jay Z album. Really? Mm-hmm. And I, I had mentioned um that I had gotten it for my birthday from my neighbor. My neighbor came over and was hanging out. A dude named Jimmy, good guy, he lives miles away now, married, awesome. Um, but uh, he's like, he's like, yo, I got you a gift. He got, he brought me two things for my birthday. He rented American Pie, and we watched that because I hadn't seen American Pie yet. And this is like early two thousand, my nineteenth uh, birthday, yeah. or seventeenth birthday. And then he bought me the Jay Z album, and I was like, yo, you got me the Jay Z album. That's dope. And I was like, I don't even know if I like Jay Z in my head. <laughs> Because I was a Nas dude, because I had I am was like one of the first albums I ever bought, and I am and Nas I was a big really big Nas fan by the time I got this album, and I was like I don't know how I feel about Jay like I had heard Hard Knock Life I'd heard some of the singles like from earlier no idea what Reasonable Doubt was, and then I finally popped in a CD and I was like man this is edited I don't know why he got it from freaking Walmart's. <laughs> And I didn't know that Walmart only carried edited music. So my first time listening to a whole Jay-Z album was volume three. It was edited. And I wore the absolute crap out of that disc listening to it. Good. I, I get it. But no, it's that album. I, it's just, it's I, I'm I'm going to say though that there are certain albums for everyone, and I've learned this over the years. That if there's a certain album that you just happen to either be for reasons you can't control, or maybe it's the only thing you had, especially mm-hmm. when you're younger, if you play an album just ad nauseum, and because you don't have any other choices at at some points, it becomes the greatest. It it really does. It, it gets near and dear to your heart. And that's what volume three is to me. Like a lot of people, even Jay, because I pulled up his picture that he posted when he was ranking his albums at one time and he like stacked them all. And he's like, oh, these are the rankings and stuff like he had put volume three, like really low in the list. He had volume three. Actually. Let's see, I'm looking now. He put volume three. There's blueprint two. Oh, yeah, volume three. The bottom three albums of his little stack of his best material was volume three, blueprint two, and then Kingdom Come. And this is prior to 444, of course. Oh yeah, 444 can go straight to the bottom. Whoa, whoa, whoa. what? (laughs) Listen, the story of OJ might be the best song on there. Okay, there's nothing wrong with that. But what about the rest of it? Nah. Bam was trash. <gasps> what? Yeah, nah. I remember this when it came out. I was like, no. Marcy Me was okay. <laughs> Marcy nah. Me was okay. Nah. That's, listen, we we tried on this. We tried. We really tried. But 444 was like, no. The only four 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 I want is from Wendy's. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, I mean, damn, Lamb. Listen, I like Magna Carta. I liked Washington. Damn, Lamb, you like see you like Magna Carta. See, Magna Carta for me is is a miss for me. And that's an album that I played a lot trying to like it. 
but that's the thing. Like, I think Magna Carta, I wasn't trying to like, and I ended up liking it. I didn't think have to try it. to like 444. It. I had to try to like Magna Carta so hard. When you think about a song from an album that just kind of screamed with it, when you think about it, think about Rick Ross saying, fuck with me, you know I got it. And you're like, all right. And then Tom Ford. All right. And uh, Crown. All right. Crown's That's three. dope. That's three right there. You can't really do that on 444. Okay. Yeah, you can. I'm looking at the track list. Look, 444. Yeah. Um, Kill Jay-Z, dope. Story OJ, dope. Smile, dope. Caught in their eyes, dope. 444, dope. Family Feud is dope. Bam's dope. I, the whole thing is dope. The bonus no. tracks are, are no. mid. No. The whole no. album is fire, Liam. No. They're all it, they're all mids. It's okay, though. It's okay. We we get it. We get you it. You are incorrect. Because let me I, let me bounce over to Magna Carta real quick. We can have differing opinions. You we know, can. We can. But I just want to break down your how great Magna Carta is. Magna Carta starts out wonderful. Well, but let me tell you, once you get past how beautiful the freaking Holy Grail song is, how gorgeous that sounds, and how great J- Justin Timberlake sounds. Oh God. It, Jay's but, lyrics are are terrible on Holy Grail. But you know what? That's the thing, though. Some of his best produced songs aren't lyrically his best. And we're going to talk about that on on these albums. Okay. But Picasso Baby's dope. Tom Ford dope. Fuck with me, you know you got a dope. Ocean's terrible. Fuck Oceans, up the world. You, uh, do you just not like? Ocean's is terrible. Fuck up the world like? is dope. Somewhere in America is dope. Crown is dope. Heaven's terrible. Versus is cool. It's only 51 seconds, though. Part two on the run is was the best Beyonce Jay-Z song up to that point when it came out. Beach is better is dope. Only fifty five seconds. BBC is trash. Jay Z Blue is trash. Um, no, Jay Z Blue is it's okay. okay. It's okay. Uh, La Familia is trash. And then Nickels and Dimes I like way more than I have any business liking. <laughs> I was gonna say like, why did that one? That one was so bad. You weren't expecting it. But again, Magna Carta, you weren't really expecting it to be that good. I was. Watch the throne. But I hold we I hold had... Jay to the highest standard. Watch, Watch the, throne the throne was a throne. Kanye and Jay Z album. Come I on know, now. But I'm just saying, Watch the Throne. We had so much more, so much more. I don't know. Damn near aspirations of greatness on that, because it was like, hey, Kanye and Jay Z are about to put out an album. Kanye and Jay Z are about to put out, and it's gonna be great. Kanye's yeah. produced for Jay Z for years. Jay-Z's been rapping on Kanye's beats for years. It should work. You know what? I feel if Jay-Z and Timbaland did that, it would be dope. If Jay-Z and Pharrell did it, it would have been dope. Which is going to lead to another question I have later. Go. Especially well, when we get the Blueprint 3. Well, let's get to, let's start opening up these wounds. Okay. Let, let's, let's just rip them open here then. Okay, so pretty much saying that you didn't love Volume Three. You still don't love Volume Three. No. Um, so, what was your favorite song on the album, then? Uh, my favorite song on Volume Three. You can list multiple. I'm not going to hold you to picking one. I know. That's why I'm like, what was my favorite song on Volume Three? My favorite song that the song that's lasted with me forever is Big Pimpin'. Mm-hmm. Um. My wife used to sing the Snoopy track all the time. 
You know, we ride <laughs> exactly. all day, all night. Like, how much did Juvie get paid for that verse? That much, I don't, you mean how much coke did he snort for that verse? Ooh, dang. Exit, saying. digging up. Um, um, would you even say that they are um, self-inflicted wounds if we're going to go there? A little bit, a little bit. <laughs> Damn. Damn, I miss um, Aisha Tyler's podcast. Listen, Aisha um, Tyler is doing bigger, better things on television now on on broadcast tv her show got um, canceled criminal minds it? got canceled criminal minds got canceled well not canceled they ended it so criminal yeah. minds is off but she does still have who's line and then um i think she has one other show that she still does she's not on that daytime show anymore though oh but she is on who's line collecting those checks and she directed her first movie like last year i think or two years ago so um that. so initially I was going to say my favorite is Dope Man, but nah, I'm locking in at Big Pimpin'. Okay. Um, Dope Man, the funny thing is, I listened to Dope Man yesterday when because I, I was like, this, I know this album so well, I didn't feel like I had to re listen to it. But I did manage to start it before I finished mowing yesterday. And Dope Man is such a weird ass concept. And it's funny that he makes it work the way he does. Right. Because in anybody else's hands, that's terrible. I feel like I feel like it'd be a bad execution, especially the whole rapper on trial thing. Mm-hmm. And the timing of it was funny because he literally got arrested for stabbing on, <laughs> like right before this album came out. Things that the things that you do for music, right? Exactly. He leaked his, He bootlegged the shit. That was hilariously something that he uh, talks about in something else. And, yeah, he's mentioned it a couple times. He mentioned it on Blueprint 2. He said something about scratching on in the club. And then there's another a more recent song that he kind of apologized to, to Un. Like, that was stupid. Like, I think he may even said it on 444. Don't quote me. Uh, so you probably missed it because you hated the whole thing. I, um, I only looped that once, okay? You need to go back. I might. I might. Now you that should. I have, now that I have this uh, temporary this title, title subscription. subscription. Yeah. Which, by the way, brings me back to this shit-ass app. Like, <laughs> you don't title... like the title app? What's wrong with the title app? Listen, I'm used to the Spotify app, and the Spotify app is like, hey, you want to listen to music? I got some shit for you. Title is like, eh, you know where to find shit. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Right. It is, it's like when you go to somebody's house and, you know what, I'm not going to say that because... Like, Your wife's right there? No, no, because... <laughs> Because, so if you come to my house, right, we don't necessarily tell tell you where everything but the bathroom is. Because it's like, ah, the refrigerator's there. If you want something, go get it. That's true. And I know in everybody else's house, it's like, if you want something, you ask someone for it, and they go get it for you. But, like, my friends come to my house, they're like, is there any juice? And I'm like, right, you know where the refrigerator is? Until it is here. Like go, go find it. Well, if you find my home, if you find something that I haven't seen yet, congrats. <laughs> oh man! Uh, so my my favorite song on this album, um, super partial to Jigga My Nigga, but that's a bonus track. Mm-hmm. Um, love that song. Didn't know there was bonus tracks for the longest time. Depends on which version you get, bro. Well, my version had the had the. Because the thing is, like, track 15 is 11 minutes long. And if you didn't have, a, like, a, a 
read uh, on your CD player that shows you how much time is remaining on the track or, you know, something like that. You didn't know. I just had literally said, this is track 15. And then every time I played the album, it would just sit there and keep spinning. And I was like, what's wrong with this CD? Why doesn't it just end? Obviously, the album's over. This is the last song on the, on the credits. So I'd start the album over if I was going back to it. And finally, one day, I just let it play. And then Jigga, my nigga, came on. And my mind was blown. Because I loved that song. And I now had an edited copy of it. Mm-hmm. My mind was totally blown. <sighs> Favorite song on the album is There's Been a Murder. There's Been a Murder. Yeah. Actually, okay, actually, it's a tie. It's a tie, I'm a liar. It's, there's Been a Murder and Come and Get Me. Because Come and Get Me is probably in my top five Jay-Z songs of all time. Come and Get Me is dope. Come and Get Me is super dope, and it's six minutes and nine and nine seconds long, and you don't even notice. You've is been it? listening to it that long. Yeah, uh, it's long. It has a He has like a 16-bar intro before the real beat even drops, then he drops three more verses okay. and the hook, and he just talks shit, and he, goes, he throws subliminals at Nas the whole time because Nas had come out with his Come Get Me record on Nostradamus. It's freaking awesome. You know what? Another one that battles for top places is that your bitch. Oh yeah, my copy didn't have that song, and that was actually a bleak song that got kind of when they did the remix with Twista and and Missy. Well, Missy was on the original Bleak. It was mm-hmm. Bleak J and Missy the first time, and then when Twista got on it, it became a bonus Jay Z song. So Bleak doesn't get enough credit for that one. Is that another song that was on in a movie? I swear to God, Jay Z oh, was sure flipping his his discs at whatever studios. It was like, yo, just throw this. Out. Oh, you know what? That's the other thing. Between like '94 and 2004, there was hip hop in everything. Yeah. Every damn movie, Romeo Must Die had like a decent ass soundtrack. Oh hell yeah, I had Try Again on it. Um, but here here's a little tidbit that you that you may not have known. Um, of course, in 1999, and let me, I'm going to podcast 101 on this one because I want to make sure I got the year right. Um, Mariah Carey released her seventh studio album, November 2nd, called Rainbow. And the lead single, Rainbow, was Heartbreaker featuring Jay Z. And so, and so, Lamb, of course, I don't know if you remember, there used to be a little show on MTV called Making, uh, called Making the Video. And I watched that joint. And they were like, uh, Jay can't film his part because um, like he can't do his part yet. He has to wait. Reason he had to wait is because he had done Girl's Best Friend. And when he did Girl's Best Friend, whatever company that that song came out with, I think it might have been Columbia or something like that. They literally said, you can't appear for any, in any other videos for like a month or a month and a half. Wow. And so when that out, when that dropped, they had to do the video without Jay and then go back and film Jay. Well, they probably filmed at that same time, but they later filmed and added in Jay-Z in the hot tub while Mariah was in the room with them for that video. And so things that you do was like the favor for a favor for you did Heartbreaker, come do my record. And that's how she ended up on the album. You know what? I still fucking hate it. <laughs> Did you say seventh studio album? Seventh studio album from Mariah Carey, yeah. Oh, God, why did she keep trying? You know what? Uh, forget it. Why does so, she keep track? I'm I'm going through this, and I'm go, I'm going through uh, Wikipedia and looking at this for Heartbreaker, mm-hmm. or excuse me, the Rainbow album. 
Do you see the list of writers on these things? Yes. God damn. It was epic. Epic's the one that made Jay-Z not be able to record. But yeah, she has a ton of writers on that album. Hell yeah. And she this was is... supposedly the, the the big songwriter. I mean, all the and one of the big things when she came out, when I remember was that she was so involved in the writing process. But there's a ton of writers. You're absolutely yeah. right. Jeez. Shantae Harris. Shantae, Shantae. There you go. Teddy Riley. Well, that's from a sample, though, for the Crybaby sample. Mm-hmm. So I'm going with, uh, I will go with Come and Get Me and There's Been a Murder as my favorite, favorite albums on there, songs on the album. So naturally, you've already listed a bunch of them, but what is your worst song on the album? Would it be uh, S. Di Carter? Mm, <laughs> because you know of my dislike of... Uh, Emilion. Of a million, it's between her and Mariah Carey is the ones that just make me feel sick. Lamb just Lamb just sounds like a woman hater on this no, episode. I love women. I <laughs> I mean, but not them. <laughs> not those two. Not, just no. Things that you do is that is that gonna be it? <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna stick with my Mariah Carey hate and uh, things that you do. We're just burying that okay all right so god it's so hard for me to pick a bad track on here because i i'm so attached to jay's verses because even when the song is terrible other than like never mind i just figured it out it's watch me mm. I, I can't stand watch me you can't stand like what the hell like could it be because of the the beat itself no, I mean, let me look. I got some lyrics for you. Like, Dre's hook is terrible. I mean, obviously, this is Jay. Again, this is another favor for a favor. Jay-Z wrote Still DRE, and so Dre said, yeah, I'll totally um come be on your album. I'm, and then I'm not going to produce the track, but I'll totally come be on the album. So God, that's actually an Irv Gotti beat, so believe it or not. But Jay, Jay just said some dumb... Listen, like, this place is fucked. All types of AIDS and such. How they make it where you afraid to fuck. <laughs> they gave us drugs that turned around and investigated us. Life is short, then you want life support. So in between it all, I'm going to say I've seen it all. Watch me. Like, come on, Jay. <laughs> I mean, listen. If Do you Dre, want another example of no, four no. Jay-Z lyrics? Nope. Watch me turn something out of nothing, turn platinum from gold. Watch me light the Cohiba off the Viking stove. I take an empty bank account, fill it with O's. I take an empty building, and I fill it with hoes. <laughs> you know what, though? Let's give that to some of these uh, mumble rappers, and they could probably oh. make make it a hit. I would be listening to it. Here we go. Guess who? Fresh off volume two. Back at you. Peep the numbers my album do. They call me Champagne Hover. Wake up with a hangover. When y'all think the game's over, do the same thing over. <laughs> oh, I'm going to get my card revoked, man. This is the first time in my life I think I'm ever tearing down Hove lyrics like that. You, you know what? Somebody had to do it. Eh, it's true. Somebody had to do it. And if you ever hear that he's all of a sudden in West Virginia, you know what's up. <laughs> you need to get your knuckles ready. Yeah. Time, time to hide. It's going to come outside. He's like, yo, yo, Kelly, just come outside. We need to talk. Yeah, this is for a few minutes, bro. Just, just 
the streets the streets was telling me that you were saying something. <laughs> streets is telling. <laughs> streets Roger is Goodell told me. The so, streets went all Takashi on us. Oh God. Yeah, they did. So we talked about the worst and the favorite. Is is there a song that is a guilty pleasure for you on here, Lamb, that you're actually like, this song is awful, but you know what? I fuck with it. NYMP. Oh, you think NYMP is awful? I what, what? do. I do. Uh, okay. What well, is there reasons why? I, I can see it. I'm just I'm asking if there's any specific things that you recall. So especially since you just listened I, to Well, no, do you hear playing in the background? I do. So specifically whenever I hear NYMP, I keep yeah. thinking that it's trying to pull from reasonable doubt. Like he's trying to channel reasonable doubt. Has a very reasonable doubt vibe to it, even a volume one vibe. I agree. Yeah, and it's but it's like, all right, but then he doesn't have the same vibe and the same greediness that he had in vol in in volume one. Well, he sold five million records, so yeah. Yeah, I know five million records changes a man, but <laughs> but yeah. So it it's it's like having. It's like when you get a new pair of sneakers and you got some old crusty ass socks in it. Yeah. Yeah, that's how it is. That's how I feel about NYMP. Now, while you say that, and I was just talking about Jay-Z lyrics, let me throw these lyrics at you. I took a step back. I viewed myself, seeing where my head was at. It's where my dough is, homie. Gotta get that. Gotta get away. Some tribe of head back. Uh, street smart niggas got left back. Some died. They left stacks. Me, I, I messed up this whole verse. Me, I ball right, and I'm on top of that. I'm dog nice. Jigga been cold as fuck before ice. Not before Christ, but a long fucking time. Get your mind right, Nick. The way Wait, he says this shit. It sounds way better. <laughs> I, I did not even have the beat in my head even a little bit there. We can't put down his flow. Jay Z's flow is amazing. I, 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 he's. I mean, he's just calm, cool, collected about everything he says. I take, I take and rape villages. That didn't really hold that great up. That uh -uh. didn't hold up that well. I take and rape villages. Who gonna stop them? Not Rudy Giuliani. Not Hillary Rodham. That shit come. That's just dope, man. Come on. In '99, nobody liked Rudy. I mean, Screwball had a song out called "Fuck Rudy." Fay I feel Band. like people liked Rudy for a long time. Who killed Rudy? That's what it was called. Up until he sided with uh, 45, and then the hate started all over again. Well, nobody liked Rudy until the towers fell. And then when the towers fell, everybody's like, oh, Rudy's dope. And then... No, 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 no they didn't. People they in didn't New York, like him? No. I thought New Yorkers were really happy about how he handled 9-11 um, and stuff. Ah, me. My wife's, my wife's aunt has told me she's, she wasn't a fan of him and still isn't. Okay. <laughs> so like, shows how little I know. Gosh. Come man, coming over here making me look stupid. Come up north. Sheesh, I need to. I come need to come back up there when I'm not about to have a heart attack and be in the hospital a week later. Cold. Ugh, I don't want to do that. It's, it's where your heart gets stronger. You know that, right? I've heard that. My guilty pleasure song off of this album is going to be... Crap. Crap. <laughs> Were you about to say NYMP? No, because I've always thought NYMP was was better than I'd give it credit for. I'm going to say my my guilty pleasure song is S. Dot Carter, Lamb. Yeah. I don't know why. You I, it enjoy, just, enjoy I just what enjoy you like. It, 
Enjoy what you like. I'm glad you're not a gatekeeper. I appreciate that. Anti-gatekeepers here. I'm not going to yuck your yum. <laughs> that sounds disgusting. <laughs> exactly what it is. All right. Is she okay back there? Yeah, she's okay. Okay. Just want to make sure. She's, she's good. She's good. Um, so let me you see. You okay, Ty? He said yeah. Okay, cool. See, I'm a nice guy. Um... Let me see I, if there's any other like, questions. I told your wife when she sneezed, bless you. You that did. You did. That's very nice of you. Um, so I covered a bonus track question. Um, which album do you think gets a, gets the worst rap? Um, do you, volume 1 or Volume 3? Because everybody likes Volume 2. But volume some... uh, gets the worst rap between Volume 1 and Volume 2. Everybody liked Volume 2. Yeah. Um, God, which one? I know it's it's tough, isn't it? Because I yeah. feel like people don't talk about Volume Three like that. So, it's almost like the looked over Jay Z prod. It's the middle child. To be completely honest with you, not really. It's well, I mean, if you sandwich it between thirteen albums, it's the middle child. Yeah, it is. It is the middle middle child album. But like um, Volume One was interesting because it came. It was good. And the way it came out as like his second major, major album mm-hmm. and following up to that phenomenal first album, it was good. And then volume two was so popish. People were like, oh, shit, Jay-Z's on a roll. Volume three. Panned in comparison to because. You know, every, from reasonable doubt, you have like that hood cred, and then Volume One was, you know, the sophomore album where it's like ah, maybe he doesn't know what he's about to do. Volume Three is like your senior, year, excuse me, your junior year, where you have you have that time that you put in. You you know it's bad, you know it's good. You got friends, shit. You're just chilling in the lunch line, and that's Volume Two. Yeah. Volume three is kind of the trash of them all. If you fall in, in in all in, in in that line, volume three was God. He's lucky he has a more than a few gems on it. it it's a really rough album, and Big because Pimpin between, between really, that and Dynasty, people hated Dynasty. And there's people now that love Dynasty, though. I remember when Dynasty came was out, a lot of people were like, Dynasty's not it. And now when they, people talk about Dynasty, they talk about, oh, I've always loved Dynasty. It's like, you didn't love Dynasty when it was out. Let's be hey, real. Let me think. I think when I was, I only heard two songs from Dynasty on the radio, and it wasn't even, and it wasn't like that. Uh, parking Lot pimp, Pimpin', of course. Guilty Until Proven Innocent, mm-hmm. which... None Change the game. About it. Why are these songs still even on his? Uh, can, let me see. Does he have more R. Kelly songs on it? Oh yes, he does. He has Whoa. the whole. I, he has the no, whole no, no. Best title, of worlds, doesn't he? Title has all these R. Kelly albums. Yeah, hundred percent. Spotify removed him. I thought Spotify walked that back though. Uh, I thought they t- took him off. They were like, uh, we're going to take this off. I think they did, but then he started bitching. And then... Oh, you're right. He's still on here. Yeah, and then because they took him off and there was somebody else they were trying to take off. 
Speaking of which, really weird thing. My uh, local radio station plays like 70s, 80s, 90s, and today. Well, not today. 2000s, uh, 2010s, and today. A little bit of that. Strange absence of Michael Jackson from their playlist all of a sudden. I have not heard Michael Jackson on there in a long-ass time. Wow. I know. You know, I, th- I still I still love listening to Michael Jackson. I'm well, like, who doesn't, man? Stop. I mean, I'm a terrible person. For that. I'm you're not a terrible person because I gave up my mic band like a week after I said I was going to do it. So I, I never banned him just in case he's the gatekeeper to heaven. Good point. And he's and he's just at there telling me shamon into this house of Shimon. God. And I'm like, all right, I'm coming. Do I got to move slide in or no? <laughs> oh man, um, I think I think. Volume one undeservedly gets the bad rap over volume three. Um, because a lot of people do equate sunshine and city of mine and see that video with hype Williams and the bright colors, and they're like, Oh, that album's that's all album's terrible. But mm. volume one is years ahead of volume three. It and is. I love volume three. Volume one, I might have to listen to that again, but I think, yeah, volume it, one was so much better than it is than they gave it a chance to be just like just like it really did take them almost like a decade to really love reasonable doubt mm-hmm. i remember when i first listened to this i was like this is a lot this is a lot i don't know what people are talking about saying this is trash this is a lot yeah it's a lot to it i agree how does volume three hold up for you in 2019 i'm guessing it's going to be poorly it's not gonna have it's not gonna really be playing on my uh on my short lived title uh <laughs> on my short lived title uh subscription. Title experience. Yeah. It's gotcha. not it's not gonna really really be uh playing like that. So volume two will. <laughs> yeah, yeah, obviously. You know what I really fuck with off volume two? Wow. A week ago with two short on it. Oh. That see. song is so dope. Too short gets time every time. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And also, money cash hose was. Can, do you know how sometimes you're walking in, and the music just kind of sets your pace? Yeah. It just was like, like the beginning of Belly with Soul to Soul. Okay. Yes, that's how it, I imagine it with a lot of songs. It was like that. It was just. I felt like the lights were blinking, like it was the the music video and. The bass is just thrumming away, and I'm like, "Yep, all right, I'm ready to work now." Exactly. <laughs> I need to listen to that song. My console. I, I need to start getting some pump up music going because sometimes I walk into work, I'm like, I don't want to be here. But I think if I listen to Money Cash Hoes, I'll at least get a good hour of production out of myself. <laughs> <laughs> at least ten minutes. Exactly. Ten minutes. You're like, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. So, you would consider Volume Three a disappointment? I'm never going to consider that because it's my first. Jay-Z album, but honestly, looking at the bigger picture, I'm going to say it was a disappointment. And we talked about the features, how Juvenile and Dre and Mariah Carey and Emil were all pretty terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, so all of those were bad. Um, someone doesn't get enough credit, even now, is Siegel for that verse on um, Do It Again. Yes. Because Siegel literally came in and killed it. and Because Hove, Hove was good. Hove had a solid verse on there, but Siegel... When he says Mac, like it's Mac. like, you know how Mac come through on that club shit. Yeah. 
Yes. Nailed Max, that. <laughs> listen, BD Siegel came in and just was like, I don't know what he said before this, but it's my turn. Yeah, pretty much. Every single and, time out. And then Emil had to Emil it up. 5 a.m. on my way to the club. Oh. <laughs> Gonna shake the butt. Hey, 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 still ain't bus. What? Yeah. Um, Oh, a mill. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no. Um, last question off of volume three. It's been 20 years since we've gotten a DJ premiere and Jay Z song after So Ghetto. Really? Yeah, there's never been another one. There's only, there's only one's on reasonable, and then this one. There's been nothing else since this. Wow, I can't believe DJ premiere has it. Or Jay-Z has it hooked up with DJ Premier more. Exactly. I mean, obviously he found, like, especially coming into the 2000s, he found, like, his core five, which is which is Just Blaze, Kanye, Timbaland, Swiss, and Pharrell. Yeah. So when you get to have those five kind of producers that are, like, throw you beats for nothing and they trust you exclusively, then you don't really need a DJ Premier song. But as of today, there are only... Let's see, one, two, three, four DJ Premier and Jay Z songs, and that's it. Three on Reasonable and one on So. Oh, that's not true. Um, um, wasn't um, um, hundred and one questions or a million one questions? Wasn't that Premier too? So that would be five. Hold on, let me check. Yeah, Premier did do a million one questions, and he did Friend or Foe ninety eight on Volume One. So there's there is actually seven. So Six. who Six. do we petition for this? Do we petition DJ Premier to have a song with Ove, or do we? The only thing I'm hoping is that with Premier doing this gangstar thing that he's doing and bringing in guests to work with old uh, Guru vocals, I'm hoping that maybe he slides Hove something, man, and Hove gets on it that way. That's the only thing I can think of. That's the only if there's going to be a full album, which I think there might be. Those are two old New York cats. There I know. must be some reason that they that they haven't been working with each other in 20 years. Premier has always said it's just because just missed opportunities, and that Jay has either that or Jay hasn't reached out. Like Royce has two full albums with Premier now, and well, Jay can't Royce, get one track off him. Royce has all the time in the world. He's he's is he even on a major label? He's, I don't know. That's a good point. I don't think he's on Shady. I no, know he that is. He I is. know Slaughter was out. Shady. Oh, is he? Because I yeah. thought it, I know Slaughterhouse was on Shady, but I didn't know that he was still signed to Shady. He, yeah, okay. Yeah, he's signed to Shady Interscope, and then he's got Bad Half, and Heaven, Stu- Heaven Studios is new. And then Bad Half is kind of like his little imprint yeah. that, he, that he's got through Shady. So I, I stand corrected. But that's probably why he has like, you know, the he can do whatever he wants. True. Because Eminem's not going to be like, Eminem's not going to push him. He knows he's going to put put out a great album no matter what. Yeah, and then, and then Prime is signed independently. So they, they got their own label, Prime, and then they're signed to Engrooves, which is out of California. But, they're indie, but their parent group is Universal Music, so they're not that indie. <laughs> Oh, so yeah, it's been a long ass time since we had Primo and Jay. You ready to fast forward now? 
Fast forward 10 years. Go ahead, Captain. All right. So September 8th, 2009, the Blueprint 3 arrives. Now, Jay originally wanted to drop this on September 11th, just like he did the original Blueprint. Mm -hmm. He pushed it up for some reason, which I'm sure I'm going to run across here in the next few seconds. And it actually dropped on September the 8th. Um, And Lamb? Oddly enough, in retrospect, that works better because, you know, you don't want your album. I mean, it's two years before September 11th, 2011, but still better (laughs) in retrospect. Yeah, 100%. It's like sound advice or whatever. It's like comics, conventions, and cosplay or whatever. It's like ladies night or whatever. It's like wrestling or whatever. It's like parenting or whatever. It's like anime or whatever. It's like spiritual warfare or whatever. It's like great friends, awesome people coming around doing what we do best or whatever. You should watch, listen, and follow or whatever. It's like a podcast or whatever. Lamb, what was the first place that you uh, remember hearing Blueprint 3, buddy? Blueprint 3 was bootlegged. By okay. Nice. For my wife. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so, so you didn't get it for yourself. You got, you got it for the wife. Oh, I'm sorry. I, blue, I bootlegged boop, blah, Blueprint 2 for my wife. And I don't remember. How did we get Blueprint 3 to I'm not dry snitching everybody. 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 <laughs> she was said you dry snitching. Everybody hey, was bootlegging. Hey, why don't you uh, let her on the show? <laughs> <laughs> not letting her on any show. She's going to be mad. At me. She's going to be like, nah. She's going to take over. And then I got nothing to do. I got nobody to talk to now. Well, you can always set up microphones for Eric and then leave before he actually gets there, apparently. I know. That's going to That's so sad. Me. It's going to start hurting his feelings one day. It keeps happening. I didn't know that it was like that. So this morning when I heard you say, he's like, yeah, you're never around. You set up the mics and you'd be like, I'm out. And I was like, sometimes I just <sighs> want it, you to stay. Do you know how many people have told me about that? They're like, do you really just set up the mics and then ditch him? And I'm like, listen, it's happened now three times. And well, maybe four. And, in, and what happens sometimes is we're normally bullshitting. And before we really start recording, so then when we really start, it's like so like we'll get there. It's like three o'clock, right? And we're bullshitting until like four, five, six. Sometimes it's because we're waiting for people to come in. Yeah, because we're waiting for our guests to come in. We're waiting for Crystal sometimes um, because you know everybody has, everybody has lives. Yeah. So sometimes by the time things get uh, are about to roll, I'm like, all right, I gotta go. I got you. Yeah, that's, so that's okay. Me and Marcus like, do the same right, thing. This is setup. You guys can have some nice crispy audio. I'm out. Like y'all, y'all get like not y'all, but like people wonder why we have two and a half hour episodes, three hour episodes. We talk for like five hours, and that's just the episode because we we talk for like an hour for we we'll actually start the episode, and right. then we'll talk for like a half an hour post episode, and so those like. 
I'm going to record with them next week. And I, I just know, like, I blocked off the time of my calendar. It's going to be at least three hours. And I'm only thinking that's going to be the podcast. I'm going to be up until, like, 12, 1 in the morning talking to them. That's just how it goes. Listen, you're going you're gonna to sit there and you're like, oh, actually, no. Do you um, put do you put tags in to remind yourself where you might have to cut off? Yes. I oh. do that in my little show notes thing. Okay, because I can always find the end of the show. That that's not a problem. I can find the beginning of it. But whenever, like, say, there's a weird cough or just something weird happens in the show, or I say something ridiculous, like I said a couple of ridiculous things. I think last time we got together in the Spider Man episode, and I was like, I'm not keeping that. <laughs> so I did have to go back and cut some of that stuff out. I want to apologize for what I've said, but it's a little too late. No, no, you're you're perfectly fine. The like, there's only one thing I've had to cut out for you, Lamb, and that that was a long time ago. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What was that? I don't remember what it was now. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I said that's the name of the podcast, and I'm like, uh, no, what? All right. Gotcha. I see what you did there. I know. It was like that's the name of the podcast. I apologize for the for the things that I have to say, but it's too late. <laughs> it's too late now. <laughs> it really is. You know, I know a guy that has a hyphen, uh, has a hyphen, has a podcast network that would love to listen to that show oh, and God. feature it because I don't have enough to do already. I know, right? Like, like you don't have enough to do. You're like, yeah, you know what? Let's have a, let's have a nice baker's dozen of shows. Pretty much, man. I'm just adding people like Wu-Tang at this point. Who we, is y'all, like y'all got affiliates and everything. Oh my gosh! There is a there's going to be a breakdown of this that I have to draw up for us so that we can organize this and funnel it and make money and reap from the world. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Because um, so, I'm trying to reap from the world now, buddy. <laughs> we're going to do it one day, and it's and uh, what's this episode 121? 121. Yeah, episode 121. We're we're stating this right now so that the world understands. Starting from West Virginia. All the way up to Boston, Massachusetts, the world and the whole fucking East Coast better be prepared. Hyphen podcast, hyphen podcast group, Illapow, me, Michael, your boy, Mike Lambs. We're going to take over. We're going to do everything. We're going to take your money, though. That's exactly right. We're going to take that. Money. That would be the way to end the show if we if we didn't have anything else to say. That was a perfect way to end it. Oh, yeah. yeah just swipe that over. Okay. I might have to rip that out and make it a promo and just have people run it that were and threaten everybody on everybody else's show. That we're going to take everything over because Mike Lamb said so. We're coming for your numbers. We're coming for your sports show numbers. We're coming for your sex talk numbers. We're coming for your television review show numbers. We're coming that would be for me. Everything. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's you. Your comic book show numbers. Your comic book show numbers. We're coming for them, too. We're coming for your cons. We're coming for your conventions. We're coming for everything starting with C's, and we're not even crips. We're out here. Another one. <laughs> and then Jay-Z knocks on your door like, yo, Cal, we got to talk. <laughs> hey, I just want to talk to you for one second about what you just said about uh, Watch Me. Dr. Dre's here too. <laughs> Dre's he said he he said he's uh he feels like you're D Barnes. You know what? Dre doesn't want you to come outside. He wants you to stay inside so that he shoots at the house. Oh, great. That's that's Dre's MO right there. Like the house on fire. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. 
All right. So the first time I heard Blueprint 3, I too am not scared to say that it was a leak. And that's why the Blueprint 3 actually got bumped up is because it leaked on August 31st. Yes. It was leaking everywhere. Yeah. That that was the reason. All over LimeWire. That's what that's what happened. The LimeWire. It was it was music blogs, dog. Like LimeWire, sure, but there was literally hip hop blogs out there that would literally post full albums. Like there was the real big ones that had the singles and got all the national attention. Yeah. But you dig a little deeper, and there are blogs upon blogs of albums and albums and albums, and I miss them so much. The the blogs or the leaks. The leaks. The the. I missed the blog. I don't miss the leaks. I missed the blogs that had the leaks and then had the discographies and like, hmm, you know what? I need a copy of Let Me Say Reasonable Doubt. Let me type it in. Oh, here it is on this random blogger blog. Thanks. Done. Like that's that's how easy it was. And and now we have to get free subscriptions, free trials to title in order to do this episode. Okay. I don't, but you do. Yeah, I know. You uh, I paid luckily my... had uh, your discography just waiting on you. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it, it's literally on my, on my um, whatchamacallit, iPod. That's what that thing's called. Ooh. So. So, <sighs> the, so that is where I originally remembered seeing it and hearing it mm-hmm. because... Did I have DSL back then? Yeah, I had DSL. So I was sitting there downloading like a track every five minutes. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, you had to go and find that one. Oh, you had DSL in 09? That sucks. I'm sorry. (laughs) What? It sucked. What do you mean? How's it taking five minutes to download a track in 09? Uh, so wait. Maybe I'm just maybe I'll just have blacked out these parts of my memory, though. You Maybe it did take a while. Because DSL, it, it would. So if you didn't have DSL, downloading thing. Actually, maybe in 09, I was running a little faster than that. But I feel like between 06 and 2010, I was running DSL. Yeah, I, I was feel running like it took DSL. me five minutes a track. I'd say it would take me two to three minutes. And that was off of Wi Fi, capable Wi Fi. I was hardlined in for everything. I don't know. But okay. I, you know, we had DSL in 2006. So, yeah. So we had it. And but when you're when you're sitting there at and you're trying to download a good version of a song and you're looking for that, oh, you know, that four, crispy five, CDQ. Six CD, yeah, that that um, six meg CDQ. Yeah. So and it's not a real audio version. Yes. Because real audio would be trash. Always. Because it says MP3, but then you you sit there and you're like, and you download it and you're like, this is real audio. Who ripped this shit? Ah, you just mad. people used to rip stuff on real all the time around that era. All the like, time. I never understood it. Like radio rips were always awful. And like when you saw a CDQ, you were like dying to you were because obviously you're on a laptop. You weren't on your phone back then. So you're like, right. like I got to get this right now. I got to get it. Got to get this high quality. And so, you know, when you're sitting there and you have that and you're like, OK, I got I, I'm going to download it. But you see, there's a version that's one megabyte. 
and then there's another version that's six megabytes. Mm-hmm. You'll wait a couple of minutes for that six megabyte CD quality version. Hell yeah. yeah. And so that's what I did. I would sit there and, you know, and then you'd also still have to reference the JPEG because the JPEG told you the, the track list. And then you'd have to search for that track. Yes. Find yes. the CD quality version. And sometimes that CD quality version is the one. There's only one um, one cedar. And there's like a thousand leechers. And you're like, all right, so I guess I'm going to just let this go while I go make a sandwich. Because right. it's gonna take a bit. And if you were on any good peer-to-peer site, you had to keep a one-to-one. Ver- you had to keep a one-to-one. So that means you're leaving your computer on all night anyway. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Um, that reminds me that way, way, way back in 2001... I like one of the first albums I ever I ever was able to download and put together myself was Jay Z Unplugged, Ooh. and I literally spent and this is off a of dial up, mind you, dial up at home one weekend. I literally spent all weekend downloading each of these tracks to get them all together to burn to a CD. I I put them all together off a of dial up to create Jay Z Unplugged, and it was it was a good it was a good copy too, uh-huh. and I took that back to college with me. And then the other thing I remember putting together um, was the Eminem show. That was 2002. That took forever. See? And then yeah. 2006 isn't that far away. Yeah. That things just jumped and changed. That's true. Like, between 2002 and 2006, people were getting sick and tired of dial-up. But, like, everybody was getting, like, a second phone line. Yeah. So And then... Try putting together a mixtape in 2002 because that's what I did with the S. Carter mixtape, and that was awful. That literally took me a week, if not longer. That just made me miss. I used to make my wife mix CDs. She used to like them. Used to have. I remember those days. Random music on it sometimes. I think it was random, but I think it was like. Will you make me a CD? Like, Like yeah. I don't, she, I don't think she if she ever asked for something I would give her that disc specifically but then I would have something else yeah got you check this mix out you're gonna love you're gonna love this band that you've never heard of in a genre that you don't like <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I have been there I um Angel still pretty sure can spit PSA word for word because of how much I ran the black album into the ground when that album came out, it was the only thing we played in the Rav Four, which is ironic because we're talking about Blueprint Three, which has the infamous "What you think I rap for?" to push fucking Rav Four line, and mm-hmm. Angel still had a Rav Four, and she's like, "Fuck Kanye." <laughs> it's like, you know what, Kanye's coming after me. I don't appreciate that. Exactly. And this is like literally weeks before he did the Taylor Swift thing. She's like, "Fuck Kanye," and then Kanye did the. I'm gonna let you finish. So looks like Kanye won in one-upping his beef with Angel. He did. He he did. I have to say that is correct. <sighs> my first time listening to the album Lamb um, was when I had, was carless. I used to walk from my house in South Park, and um, and yeah, I lived in area called South Park here in Morgantown. Walk was- downtown to the bus stop. You laughing at South Park? I'm hoping there are some some mountains in the background to just keep the whole thing going 
Sure, whatever you say. <laughs> and a little ding, 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 going down, you know, whatever. Anyway, guys, used to walk yeah. down to the bus stop Singing downtown, and I popped this in, and I was like, I had heard a couple of the singles, and I, I'm pretty sure it was before the release date, so I was pretty familiar with Blueprint Three by the time um, the album actually dropped. And I gotta say, I liked it when it first came out. I didn't love it because I thought American Gangster was so good that I was disappointed about Blueprint 3 when it first came out. Yeah. Yeah. And I listened to it on Sunday, and this album is so utterly confusing. <laughs> I, I can't even explain it, especially once you get past the first opening of the tracks. Um, Do you remember the the September 9th concert at MSG, though, that he did? Uh, No. Because I wasn't really paying attention to his concerts like that. Didn't you have a kid by then? Yeah, I had a kid in 2000. Oh, well, I had a kid in 2006. So you had a three-year-old. I had a three-year-old in 2009. What's so his I wasn't name, really... MJ? His name is Michael. Oh, I'm sorry. His name is Michael. <laughs> we call him MJ, but his name is Michael. Michael J. Gotcha. Not J as in junior either. J as in J-A-Y. Oh, oh, that that's hilarious and awesome at the same time. Yeah. So we're talking about Jay-Z right now. Oh, yeah. And then yeah, you yeah. literally named your firstborn Michael J. Shit, I didn't... Do you remember who... who Jay as who, in Jay-Z? Yeah, well, do you remember who Jay-Z brought to Summer Jam in 2001? Do you remember? Did he bring Beyonce out to Summer Jam? Not that year, no. He brought out a dude who had the initials MJ. He brought Michael Jackson to Summer Jam in 2001. The same he year that Michael he... Michael Jackson to Summer Jam? Yeah, and brought him out on stage with him. Yeah. That is pinnacle shit to do. Hell yeah. And then he dropped and then he dropped the first half of um of Takeover. It didn't even have the Nas verse yet. (laughs) Don't be the next contestant on that summer jam screen because you know who and you know what and you know who. Keep that between me and you, nigga. <laughs> wow. Talking about Carmen. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah. You know what? I uh, Because I believe Jay-Z won that battle. He did. There's a lot of people who say Jay-Z did not win. Because they like, take Super Ugly. They, they hate Super Ugly. Super Ugly was a diss song. Whereas Nas was just rapping and maybe had talked about him, gave him a couple good lines. But super ugly was like, hey, maybe Nas has to shoot you. And I was I was ready. Left condoms in the baby seat, man. I mean, that's one of the most vicious lines ever. His mother made him apologize for it. Yeah. Yeah. If your your mom mom your mom has to get in and be like, yo, you need to biggest rappers in the world. Go apologize. Go Go fix that shit. You can't say that shit to people on the radio. Yeah, that means you did well. That means yeah, you, man. You won. So the September 9th show at MSG, the only reason I, I bring this up is two things. Mm-hmm. It was broadcast live on a cable channel that I don't even know if it exists anymore because I can't even think of the name of the cable channel. MTV. Oh, it was much It was Much Music. Much Music. Oh, much Music. Much, much music, music. I'm pretty sure it was that. Too bad. I, I'm going to have to look now. Um, but I think it was Much Music broadcast the show, the concert live. And so they, the censors were trying to keep up. 
because it was obviously live from the garden and they were just letting it fly and they weren't doing a very good job. <laughs> um, and I appreciated that. Um, but yeah, it, it was much music. Um, I'm fairly certain because I have not found it for sure. And it came on right after Michael Jordan was inducted into the Basketball Hall of Fame. How crazy is that? God damn. And Jordan went and did his, inf- of course, that's where the crying Jordan meme comes from, was that speech. And then also, that's when Jordan went in and just shit on so many people and just talked about, pretty much said that I did, I deserve this and I don't know what took so long and I regret nothing that I did to any opponent I ever met. Yeah, you know, 2000, that makes 2001 such an interesting year. It really does. That was 2009, but yeah. 2001 is when Jay dropped condoms in the baby seat. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you just had such a reaction to that line again. Because it's still funny every single time. It, it really is. So, yeah, I remember watching MJ go in the Hall of Fame. I had a cold. I was home alone for some reason. And I got to watch that. I may have been drinking a little something. Then I watched the Jay-Z concert. I had a good-ass night, man. There's a tweet somewhere out there about me watching both. It was, it was a good night. I don't know if I was on Twitter in 2009. I was an early adopter. I was on in 2008, man. I'm on year 11 of Twitter. Uh, uh, I, may have been, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember. I understand if you don't want to bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> don't remember, sir. Yeah, I, I don't have it. no idea. I plead the fifth. Don't remember. So let me see. After we had downloaded the album, I do remember buying Blueprint 3 and having a physical copy of it. I did too. So um, we had at that time, uh, for a little while, a blue Nissan Murano. And I remember it was in there and we lost it in that car. <laughs> Never so, to be yeah. seen again. Never to be seen again. That's funny. I, I remember that because um, my son used to sing, or we used to sing Empire State of Mind all the time. That and uh, on to the next one because, you know, it just keeps going over and over and over. Can, can I just say that when I was mowing yesterday, listening to this album, on to the next one came on, and I was literally sitting down drinking some water, like taking a break in between sections of my lawn. It's not that big, but you know, I gotta play it safe, you know. So, is I it just, a push mower or it's a push mower? Yeah, oh, no wonder you gotta get stronger, man. You gotta get you gotta put your you gotta get your squatting in. <laughs> <laughs> you can keep moving this thing. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, but I was taking a break and I'm drinking some water. And then... Hang on. My fact checker is saying that I'm incorrect. What, Tahir? Uh, oh, okay. So we lost that disc before the Murano. I'm, I'm sorry. It happens. No, she said the, the Blueprint 3 came out. Oh, we had the Murano before Blueprint. Okay. All right. Somewhere around there. <laughs> I remember. Oh, wow. Listen, um, my fact checker is telling me the facts. I See, I'm normally the fact checker. <laughs> like, Angel's normally right most of the time, but when it comes to, like, dates my and facts right and everything, right I normally do remember that. 
My wife is right 99% of the time. That is such a great answer from a great husband. Uh, no, I know how often I'm wrong. I'm well aware. Oh, I'm wrong just, a lot, too. It's just how often do I follow through with changing from being wrong to right? Yeah. <laughs> Same 1%, baby. <laughs> Keep it 100. All right, Lamb. That was wrong. Fuck it. Move it on. <laughs> so what's your favorite song on the blueprint three man uh so back then it was empire state of mind and on to the next one okay now it's death of autotune okay i really 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 love this song now um yeah, on to the next one is great. And just to finish my thought, because I don't think I finished it before, that oh. song came on when I was taking a break, and I was like, oh, time to get up and mow, and it like, motivated me. It was awesome. Uh, Death of Auto-Tune is so good still. It is. It holds up so nicely. It does. And like the, f- the funny thing is, like obviously it was Kanye's idea, produced by No ID, but that that is like... Death of Auto-Tune and Blue Magic for me are almost like brother and sister, like from American Gangster, because the way that Jay hits both of those records and just the arrogance and the zero fucks that's on display on both of those out, those songs, I love them so much and unconditionally. Like, Death of Auto-Tune is amazing. And you know what? I, I, I don't think... Um, I don't think T-Pain should have been offended when he was when he said people y'all need to stop t-painting because i think he meant more that people were singing not that they were auto-tuning right but they were singing when they shouldn't have been singing they were rappers there was a lot of them and back then there was a lot of them t-pain is a singer that's rapping and he was pleasantly doing good decent at both he was 100 percent. he he was the originator and then it just kind of took off and got away from them, unfortunately. And now we have what we have, where you can't go five feet without hearing auto-tune. You know, my wife is really good at spotting uh, auto-tune in regular songs. Oh, yeah? And she was hearing it way before I could even think about it. She was like, nah, you can kind of hear this person really can't hit that sort of a note. So they stretch it. Mm-hmm. And for some people, it's a whole lot less than others. But she was like, and then uh, another friend of mine who's in the music industry was like, "No, everybody uses auto tune. Some some people use it a whole lot less than others." That's that's hundred percent true, man. Because I mean, everybody said, "Oh, auto tune guy started getting used when Cher did Believe or whatever." It's like, no, it didn't. That's just the first record that made it obvious that you oh, can hear yeah. there was something different with her voice on it. Auto-tune. It's always been around for years. Thirty. I didn't know it was being used in the seventies like that. Mm-hmm. I was like, really? Yeah. It wasn't digital, but it sure was. hundred percent, man. Um, my my favorite song on this album is is going to have to be. God, Run This Town is so good, though. Um, I got sick of it when it was out, just like I got sick of Empire State of Mind when it was out, but or when it first came out. But not my so favorite song, So Ambitious is dope too. It, it's DOA. It's DOA hands down, man. There, there's nothing that even comes close. It, it's it's one of those earmark career 
like another check mark on the Jay-Z wall of fame list of all the great accolades he has. Like Death of Auto-Tune deserves its own chapter in the Jay-Z biographer's book. Death of Auto-Tune is the name of the chapter. Ooh. Nice. Like, and the repercussions, because there's so there's so many songs that like after he, he puts it out, it's like, hey, this did something to people. Death of Auto Tune was one of them. They and laid off for a little bit, man. Yeah. Brush they the did. dirt off your shoulders was another one where it was like, hey, this was um this this had did something to people. You know, I mean the man just... said take that throw throwback off and everybody put on those big old button ups for at least a year. That's fantastic. That's what I mean. Those those do things to people and it changes the it changes the look of everything and it changes just the whole game being more than a player in that game at that point strange thing about this album just blaze has no production on this album for the first time since the dynasty album yep swiss beats pharrell kanye and a couple other people Mm -hmm. timbaland no id was it something that you noticed, like when you re-listened to it? Did you kind of notice that it was lacking a Just Blaze, or did you kind of feel like you thought you heard a Just Blaze? And I thought I heard a Just Blaze in it, but it wasn't a Just Blaze. It was, um, it was the one with J Cole, mm-hmm. but which uh, is actually produced by um, is it, uh, that's a Kanye beat. Kanye, no ID. Oh shit! Yeah. Kanye had a heavy influence on this album. He did way more stuff than I even remember him doing. Was was this the precursor to Watch the Throne? It was, because Watch the Throne came two years later. Mm, Yeah, Kanye was like, hey, I I did a lot on this. Let's uh, put heads together and make this whole album happen. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Um, So no no Just Blaze on there. Um, Here is... Another question for you, Lamb. You said Death of Auto Tune is your favorite song. What would you say is the worst song on the album? Uh, the song that I connect to least was Venus versus Mars. Interesting. The, okay. Like, I get that there's a back and forth, but his inflections weren't really giving me the other side like that. Like, this is like one person trying to tell you both sides. It, it's, it's like the cop. Telling you what you did wrong and how you can get around it at the same time. Right. Like, nah, I don't. I don't really dig that. I didn't. But it. So the song itself, the lyrics in it are good. The song mm-hmm. itself is good, but it's just his delivery and it. Just I was not it. I was his not. choice to reuse the blue magic flow for this for Venus versus Mars is where the song falters. You think um, it's his flow that it, it is because he does that same. It's the same cadence and and vocal inflection that he used on Blue Magic, with that whole I'm getting it. I'm getting like the voice yeah. he never uses, and he does it on Venus versus Mars, and it works for me because I like the content and I like the lyrics. But I can definitely see where it kind of throws off the whole song because the song doesn't really. The song is like it, the main vocal is him there's nothing else to it 
other than the Timbaland production. And then it's like Shorty get it in and like Daddy go hard. And it's like it's just kind of like it's not quite there, you know? Mm-hmm. So so I, I can totally see that. And and it's and it's weird because it also is a different way of him telling a story than we're used to. Oh yeah. Because up to this point everything has been very very first person. Oh yeah, yeah, of course. Because he, he hasn't done a whole lot. Right. Other than this like meet the parents. But this was different and it it was also like he didn't do his homework on how to do it. It was like, okay, I got the idea, let's go in the booth, let's just do this. I feel like this album suffers a lot from that because listening to it yesterday, I got to Real as it gets. And after the, I mean, just run down track list. You have what are we talking about? Six Thank songs you. Down. DOA, I know, Run This Town, Empire State of Mind, Real as it gets is track number six. Mm. Um, you get to those first six tracks, you're like, man, this this album might be a classic. Like, I can't right. believe how good this album is. You get to number seven, you're like, he's killing it. And then off that comes on and derails the whole fucking thing. You know what? I didn't want to say it, but it's it off that really does kind of I, th- I think it was the first attempt by Jay-Z to bury young Drake, especially because he was coming off of So Far Gone and rocketed to to stardom off of that mixtape. And then he's like, hey, come to New York and work on this album. And then we get off that. You can't even tell that's Drake on there. No. I was like, this says it's Drake, but are they just that. like... We off that. Yeah. I, I, I don't understand what was going on with that. And was it him saying, all right, Drake, you don't have much to give here. Let me just do what I do and uh, you can come back later. I don't know. Who knows, man? It's just such a misstep out of nowhere. And the rest of the album suffers the same kind of fate because off that zone and you're like oh that's rough and even Timbaland's Timbaland's beat was like that's a good beat but I don't think that was a Jay-Z beat so like even Jay-Z's already misplaced and then you have that awful Drake feature on there then A Star Is Born is on there which is fine you know but the hook is like every day A Star Is Born and of course it's the big J. Cole I made it to Rock Nation. I'm I'm made signed some major label. It's Jay Z bringing out the new artists and everything, which Jay has not really done in years Wait, up to this point. Was it Jay Cole for two albums complaining about that? A Star Is Born. Yeah, of course he did. No, no, not just that. But he was complaining that he had to fight so hard to get onto a major label. And he did it for a mixtape and like at least an album and a half. Yeah. Yeah. And this and this song was trash. It it really was. Cole's verse is not that good. And then Jay's verses are so he's like shouting out everybody. And it's like I, I mean I, I used to think the song was good, but I listened to it yesterday verse, and I was that like him just reading off the acknowledgments on yeah. on his album. Yeah, like like three thousand did it. So and so, do 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 do, Domino. What? It's his thank yous. And Hove is and and Cole comes on and he's trying so hard to kill it. He's so determined, like his little verse that could, and it, it's just not going anywhere. But I don't think he could have. He could have just like phoned it in. He had to 
do something because if he tried to phone it in, it would be like it wouldn't have made the album. Wouldn't have made the album. Yeah, I, I get it. I feel really bad for Cole on this song. That's what I took away from it. Jeez, I wonder what when I would. This is probably why they don't listen to their old albums. It's in there like, damn, I was trash at. The yeah. That's what I do all the time. And like, man, that's like, oh, that's garbage. Why well, I didn't say that. Yours, yours aged better. Oh, thanks, man. You're biased. You're on my show. And put out our podcast. I can't say anything. Uh, that's true. I mean, you guys uh, technically put out your own podcast. I just I've, put it on my shit and say it's my shit. I've not been known to hold my tongue even against people who do the best for me. Uh, I'm okay with that. Um, the and then even worse about this J Cole thing with the Stars Born. Already home is two tracks later with Ugh. Cuddy. Who signed the good music? Do you like Already Home or you don't like Already Home? I don't like Already Home. I like it. So only because of Cuddy. I I I don't know. I, even now, I I feel like it's a ten times better than Stars Born. It did way more for Cuddy, and I really like Jay's Already Verse because I just thought he just sounded dope the way that he did the Already Verse. So Already Home was being played on the radio up here. Yeah. I didn't like it. And then there's Kid Cudi's part, which I think by then he started coming he started be he started becoming more of an artist by then. Mm-hmm. And his own music has his own energy and his own connection to it that really doesn't work with Jay-Z's style at all. And on this song it was like a grandfather meeting his grandchild for the first time <laughs> trying to connect. I was like, oh, hey, you, do you listen to music? <laughs> this is it. <laughs> so you like rap? <laughs> you like rap? Boy, did I listen to rap? I made these records. I used to press it myself. <laughs> <sighs> But yeah, so there was like a disconnect. Like some of these really do feel like Jay Z had already put this down, and somebody just paid and put their their verse down, and they never met for that album. You know what I mean? Yeah. They never met to have like the energy connection to be like, this is what we're working on. Cool. This is what we're going to. This is how Jay Z is feeling in the in there now. I'm either gonna match it. I'm going to be completely opposite because it works on that song. From track just, eight until almost the end, that happens the rest of the way through. Yeah, that's uh, pretty trash. Except, except with hate and so ambitious. You like hate? No, I, I'm just saying that they, 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 they Kanye and Jay Z work together really <laughs> okay. well on hate. Okay. They, they did. I don't like it. I think I it sounds really bad. But. I don't not like it. But it also kind of shows you where they're going for the for that next album. Well, well obviously, yeah. It, and the, and it and so it kind of it wasn't terrible. Uh, I listened to it and I was like, oh my god, I don't it's, even know what the hell I'm. Venus versus Mars is so much worse. See, I, I like Venus versus Mars on there. Mm. Um, so what is going to is your worst? What is I was it? I was getting ready to say that nice segue. Oh. Oh, is it? Is it? Is it so ambitious? No, so ambitious isn't bad. Do you not like so ambitious? No, I, it's just the next song because we talked oh. about you know. Right no, now. no, oh, no. So, so ambitious is dope. The worst song 
on this album, Liam, and probably in Jay-Z's whole fucking catalog, is this God blessed Young Forever song. I cannot stand this song. Why? I hate it. Why, Kellen? Why? It's terrible. And I hate Mr. Hudson. I hope he breaks his foot. Ooh. And then it heals properly. Who is Mr. Hudson? Forever young. He was sounding of good music. I you said, be you said forever young. And I was like, you know who that is, right? It, it wasn't. It was him singing a riff of somebody else. Forever young is. Uh... Oh wait, is it? Is That's it that Alphaville? Is it that British dude that? Um... No, but how was it? Sting? Yeah, he was the British dude. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Hudson was. Um... Was the British dude, and then the chorus is a rework of the Wayne Wonder, Buju Bonton, Stone Love, nineteen ninety two version of Alpha Phil's nineteen eighty four song "Forever Young," mm. which is way better. And I wish, like Young uh, Young Forever is terrible. I hate it. It's the worst song in Jay Z's catalog. You know, as much as I've heard that song, I don't think I really listened to that song. I'd listen to it again and. Here's the no, worst no, part about no, it. Like, I I heard it and I listened to it like I listened to this album twice, like in the last week. But yeah. it, it's like it it it's a weird blip. I don't really remember fully listening <laughs> to it. Like I, I don't know if I was like just disengaged from life at the time, but like it just was like maybe because I've heard it so much, like it just. Please. Jay doesn't say anything this whole damn song. He tries to be inspirational and it tries doesn't work. to have some weird patois in it, and it was just yeah. And he was using the Kingdom Kong patois because Ugh. he did that. He did that really light, really like Jay's gonna spit like this, and did, like he did the whole Kingdom Come album, oh. and it just does not work for me. I cannot stand that song. Okay. Glad I finally got to say that. I'm I'm glad you got that off your chest. Yeah, I, I mean, and you Jay's know, trying to say some deep shit, man. He's he's like slamming Bentley doors, hopping out of Porsches, popping up on Forbes list. Gorgeous. Hold up. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are we pausing for, Jay? Like, what the fuck? What's happening? Did I miss something? Sounds like we're moving up, sir. <sighs> God. Damn. Yeah, pretty much. Now that song's gonna be stuck in my head. Forever young, I wanna be forever young. So, guilty pleasure song, Lamb. Let's get off of that awfulness. What's your guilty pleasure song on here? Um, wow, forever young. I do. Know, it is by Alphaville. I always thought that was by Sting. Huh? It sounds like it. It should be by Sting, but it's Alphaville. So wrong. Damn. Man. Uh, I had to look it up, though. That wasn't off the top. My guilty pleasure song is Empire State of Mind because okay. I sing the shit out of the song. It's a great song. Um, I listened to it, and I was like, I remember why this song's great because I got so tired of it, and the freaking Yankees won the Super, the Super Bowl, the World yeah. Series that year, and that's all they played all through the playoffs. And I was <laughs> so tired of it. And like Hove and Alicia Keys went to one of the World Series games. Yeah. And I was like, I can't stand you right now. And and you know what? I was starting not to like Alicia Keys at that point because her second album was trash. 
And um, you thought the Diary of Alicia Keys was trash? That's the second album. No, her that that is the second album. Her I I, I can I can so, tell you when Alicia song, turned for me. Songs in A minor or songs in the, the key of one? songs in the key of yeah yeah that was a phenomenal album. The second album, whatever the name of that poop stain is, was trash. It's, it's the Diary of Alicia Keys. That's the one that had you don't know my name on it. You don't like that album? I don't like that album. What's wrong with it? I just think she was trying to you know how dmx made two albums that were very similar in and one um, is trash yeah i do no no no, I can't no, stand no no flesh my flesh i love yeah. that's the third album no flesh of my flesh is second it's dark and hell is hot is the first one the third one is called and then there's x okay god you know what? you're right you're right you're right you're right i am right i'm your wife right now god damn it um so but but the thing about it was like dmx had like a skeletal frame for how he built that album mm-hmm. and it worked for him for three albums it doesn't work for alicia keys okay and that's what i was like why why did you are you really just trying to take money from us or are you artistically broken what's going on i didn't get it i yeah. didn't Alicia turned from me on the As I Am album. That's the one that had no one on it. That's the song that made me sick of her. Uh, that was I when I first started kind of getting away from thinking that she was as great as I used to think she was. That and actually I just kind of stopped paying the, attention. Might be so much better than yeah, and it has Superwoman on it. No, that album is great. See, I, I love Di- the Diary of Alicia Keys, man. It's got it's got my favorite Alicia Keys song on it. Which is freaking, um, let's see, I don't know damn songs called I Love It So Much. If I Ain't Got You. Love Some it. people want it all. Come on, Lamb. No. I don't want nothing at all. Compared to no one, where she's, when her voice starts doing that thing, her voice starts changing on her. But we and love she's, that. We love no her. Man, you don't come on. If I ain't got you, it's such a better song. No. And then she had the Tony, Tony, Tony song, Diary, on there. Are you serious? You didn't fuck with Diary? No. No. Oh, lamb. Sir. We could argue all night long, I guess. Listen, we'd, we'd have to because you'd have to understand <sighs> why the second album is trash. Uh, I'm going to have to go back and listen to it. Maybe I'll use my title subscription to do that. Oh, yeah, you should. You I know, should. Title's not used for, for something. <laughs> Besides finding another way to build a better app, because this app is Trizash. Anyway, Listen, their home button, their home section has nothing. It has the baby. It has Abbey Road and the Beatles. It has a playlist with her and YG. Actually, it just says, "Listen, new single, her YG." Nothing else. And then it has a Pitbull's new album. Pitbull's new album. Come on. Um, your title must hate you because mine doesn't say anything about no fucking pitbull. Yours may have a bit more information about you than mine does. Mine is like, oh, hey, he's... Bullf- I have been hanging out on it pretty at least pretty heavy the last two weeks, though. Right. So, and I can tell you, I, I didn't log in on Spotify, and I just went to it, like, as a fresh-ass user. Try, go look at that and tell me what that looks like. That's what your music players should look like. It's like, hey, you want to see what top 40s look like in your country, in another country? 
you want to see what top 20 uh, in any genre? Do you want to listen to music? Yeah, we got it. It's it's there like Arby's and talking about the meat with music. <laughs> so instead of Venus versus Mars, this is Tidal versus Spotify. Oh uh, no, no, because Spotify wins. Uh, Spotify. Of course it does. Of course it does, Lamb. Does. My guilty pleasure song on this album would have to be Reminder. Ooh. That is the one if you here's a little backstory for you. Cymbeline and Jay Z had a falling out after this album. Oh <laughs> really? Yeah. Do you want to know why or do you remember why? Why? Because the first songs that leaked off of the album were all Timbalands. Yes. So off of that and Venus versus Mars and Reminder all leaked. Like I think they leaked in August or something like that. And apparently there was such a rift that Jay and Timbaland did not um have any kind of they didn't even speak again until maybe 2012 early 2013 like very early in the magna carta sessions because mm. jay was furious that timbaland let those tracks leak you jay, jay, oh, sorry about that it's okay uh, it jay was probably i made a good point you're like <laughs> jay was probably assuming that it was uh timbaland's fault that those tracks got leaked well, well yeah obviously that was the whole problem and I love Tim, but I don't know if he's going to be the network security admin on anybody's computer. Nah. So he needed to find somebody else. And I always believe that those leaks come from higher up anyway. Unless it's No Limit Records. Then they're just throwing that shit out all the time. Of course. Does No Limit Records still have records? Uh, that's actually something... Besides a little Romeo? Whew. Oh, wait, he's not even Little Romeo. Romeo? Romeo. Let's see. What is... No, it looks like they are done. Like, Company filed for bankruptcy in 03. Masterpiece sold the catalog. Masterpiece sold the catalog? He did? Well, that's probably how they would recoup off of it, uh, selling the catalog. That sucks. Damn, he sold it. 16 all. years ago, he sold the shit. Damn. Somebody else holds, holds up. Or, or owns the whole um, old No Limit catalog. He has No Limit Forever, apparently. Uh, That's yeah. what he does now. No Limit Forever is trash. Yeah. Let's check out Master P's uh, discography while we're sitting here. Did uh. you Have you listened to his latest album, Lamb, Louisiana Hot, Louisiana Hot Sauce from 2016? He had an album in 2016? I thought he was still... Like playing ball in 2016. What about Empire from the Hood to Hollywood in 2015? Nope, nope. Didn't. How about The Gift in 2013? I might have heard a baseline off of that. But no. <laughs> I heard that baseline. <laughs> heard that coming out of somebody's trunk. Yeah, Is probably Master P's trunk. He's trying to sell <laughs> sell out a trunk again. Mm. So Reminders yeah. my guilty pleasure song. I, I just think that song's really dope, and I really I love the beat. And I think that Jay uh, did a serviceable job and doesn't get enough credit for that record because it's buried at the end of um of all that weirdness that is Blueprint 3. Yeah. You know, now that we're going through it, his mm-hmm. albums have a lot of uh, a lot of people on them. Yeah, other than 444. And, uh, yeah. You know how I feel about 444. I know. I mean, Black Album... 
Black Album didn't have a lot, a ton of people, did it? Let me. Uh, let me American look. Gangster only had three. So- American Gangster only had three songs with uh, four with features. features. Yeah. Black Album had. <sighs> Believe it or not, Black Album had no features. Black Album had no features. Because does I'm looking at it now. Like Kanye was kind of on the chorus of encore, but that was before he broke out. Change Clothes had uh, Neptune's chorus, Pharrell. Dirt Off Your Shoulder was Jay. Yeah, yeah, like there is literally no features on the Black Album. Yeah. I just realized that. Good for you, Hove. Oh, look at that Black Album. And Black Album is pretty solid album. And and just if we're counting at home, Jay ranked the Black Album as his number three best album behind Reasonable Doubt and The Blueprint. You know what? All right, we'll give, we'll give him that. We'll give him that. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. Um, let's see what question I got. Um, so talking about Watch the Throne yep. coming up in 2011. So this album had two sides of spectrum from Kanye and Hove. We had Run This Town, and then you had a song like Hate. So what in the world were these two guys thinking that they could make a song as epic as Run This Town and then still have room for a record like Hate on the album? Listen. Any idea? Because I'd have none. Listen, I didn't really care. No Church in the Wild and Niggas in Paris and uh, That's My Bitch were all that I ever listened to on, the, on Watch the Throne. Okay. Because I feel like... Oh, and Hard as, uh, Ham. Although... And, wait, that's all you listen to on Watch the Throne? Although I, I'm looking back at it, and I was like, did I listen to the, the Joy? I feel like I did. Joy was beautiful, right? Joy was. I'm sorry. What do you want? You want this? This? Yes. <laughs> no, she's pointing at things and like miming. You know, and like, she can talk. Want? It's okay. You can talk to her. You can talk. She's. You can talk. I'd rather have her on than you, so no offense. Yeah, she would she's actually uh better, more knowledgeable about Jay Z. You volunteered. I did volunteer. No, I but had I mean, no one. I really did listen to a lot of Jay Z around that time. So. Murder to excellence? Like you don't listen murder to excellence? Nope. Made Ugh. in America, Phillips Motherfucker Alive, Ham. Alright, I did listen to The Joy. The Joy was pretty damn good yeah yeah well, um i know what i don't listen to is liftoff because liftoff <laughs> doesn't sound finished gonna take you to the moon take you to the, and then yay comes on he's like da, 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 da. And i'm like what are you doing kanye finish your verse i thought i had a bad copy <laughs> i was like yo kanye's not rapping he's not saying anything you know i i keep going back to it i think he needs to go back to um, Timbaland, and they sit there and do a back to the basement album. Ooh, anything coming out of the basement era is oh, yeah. fire. I mean, come on, like one of the um, uh, nigga what nigga who? That was Timbaland. I think I was like one of their first collaborations was off of Blue, off of Volume Two, and then do you remember off of Timbaland's album? Um, I think it was called Welcome to the Basement. Do you remember Lobster and Shrimp? Lobster and Scrimp. Yeah. Yes. 
that that song was dope as hell. Holy hell, this doesn't have uh, the basement. Title, Title doesn't, doesn't have, have it? Nah, it has shock value and shock value too. Are you looking for Tim's bio, Life from the Basement? No, I just looked up Timbaland. Okay, look up Tim's bio. See for some reason, because he, he literally named his album Tim's Bio from the motion picture Life from the Basement. I don't even know if the motion picture even came out. Uh, no. But you know who might have it? Spotify. Spotify. I hope it doesn't. You know what? I don't have Spotify on my computer, but I do have it on my phone. Whoop! And I'm on Wi-Fi, so can't nothing stop me. Who gonna stop me? Huh? <laughs> what I did there? I heard. You're terrible, sir. You're terrible. Timbaland and Magoo's on was on title. Maybe that's what it would be under Timbaland and Magoo because. The basement was him and oh god, Magoo. You know I like Magoo so much better. I bet you now. it's not streaming anywhere. Oh, of course, we all thought Magoo was trash when we were younger. We all thought he was trash, but he's so much. He's so underrated. It is on Spotify, Lamb. If that makes you feel better, I Google searched it. Here it is. Does. Oh, I'm looking through it now. Oh, actually, I'm lying. Unless it's just being weird and not playing. Hold on. I see. Apologize. I see. Guilt. No. It's not on here. It's not because it starts at 2007. Apologize, and I'm like, no. There's playlist with stuff, but yeah, it. Wow, that's disappointing. It is. These are just playlists that people put together. What, what label? Was, oh wait, would that just find it? That would is be it? under whatever. Devante. Was it Devante's label that he was under? Uh, black. Yeah, he was on Black Ground Atlantic. So that it was in '98, so that wasn't that long after. I don't like this is after Missy just broke out, so I don't even think he was signed to Devontae at that point. I can't believe who has lobster and shrimp. Now it's gonna bother me. That's uh, the basement. I I know, but I'm trying to see who has it streaming now. I got I gotta know. It's on YouTube. You watch the video. It'll probably be on Amazon. Oh, and. I'm it's on Amazon it Music. With its two S's. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. The That's so Bass. weird. Now we know that, that Tim's bio is not available on Spotify or Tidal. Or Tidal. Damn. This album, I'm just looking at the track listing for Tim's bio. I'm glad that we've arrived here. But listen to these features. He's got he's got Nas and Skills, Mad Skills on a song. Magoo and Missy, Skills again, because he worked with Skills a lot. Jay-Z. Um, he had a Luda song in 98. Luda yep. didn't blow up until 90 until 2000, honestly, which was Fat Rabbit, and Fat Rabbit was actually on um, let me touch it. Let me touch it. Yeah, it was on Luda's album, on debut album. He had a Twister song, and then he had a, a Leah Missy Allen song. He had a Playa song, but he had some pretty big names for even '98, man. Because I, I feel like he got some credit, but he really didn't get credit uh, the way that he should have back then. I don't because I feel like that's when he might have been doing some of his best production. Um, yeah, he was doing some ridiculous production back then. Mm-hmm. Um, so since we're talking about uh, Timbaland, now that we're in 2009, now this is prior to Magna Carta and 444, which is all produced by No ID and you hated it. 
how would you rank Timbaland and Swiss and Pharrell and Kanye, leaving out Just Blaze because he wasn't on this album, as far as Jay-Z producers after listening to the Blueprint 3? And this is like including the whole career. Like, how would you rank them? Like, who would be your favorite? You know what? I still put Kanye as uh, Jay-Z's number one producer. Okay. Just because Kanye has switched into so many different styles and it's not just to accommodate Jay-Z, but like it grew with him. Um, Second, I would put Timbaland because Timbaland's changes were more going with how Timbaland was growing. Third, I would put Pharrell. Okay. Because Pharrell, Pharrell plays a great outsider for all of these music things. He's like, yeah, I got a song for you. It's like the sound of when your muffler falls on the ground and, and you're on the highway. Or one of my favorite lines that he said on Fade to Black when he's playing a lore for Jay the first time. He's in like the cameraman's talking to Pharrell and he's like, what would you call this song? I'm like working on it, and then Pharrell smiles at the camera and goes, his voice cracks. He goes, goodbye. <laughs> and he plays a lore. And it's like, ding, 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 ding. And it's like, oh my God. A lore oh, is probably one of my favorite records that him and him and Jay did together. A lore is a beautiful record. And if Jay ever went back to DJ Premier, we could get some bangers out of him. They, they could, man. Like, Jay. He's too busy messing with the NFL, but I mean, if Jay wanted to lock in with one producer again, I would love for it to be DJ Premier, and they just knock out I, ten actually, tracks. If he's gonna lock in with one producer, you want to be Kanye? I, no, no, no. You know who I wanted to be? I wanted to be that fat white boy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's so descriptive. It is, but if you remember what he looked like, he did uh, 99 Problems. Um, oh, Rick Rubin. Rick fat Rubin. Fat white boy. <laughs> Who calls Rick Rubin a fat white boy but Michael Lamarick? <laughs> yeah, he is 70 years old. No, actually, he's not that old, is he? How old is Rick Rubin? He's Rick like Rubin's in his, in his 60s at least. Yeah. That's funny. That fat white boy. He is officially... He's only 56. He's 56. Damn. (laughs) We shortchanged my man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Seen with uh, Kanye during his his latest uh, route of um, holding an album house hostage (laughs) over everybody's head. My wife is so mad at how how I disrespected the shit out of Rick Rubin. Man, it's a legend. And he called him a fat white boy. Oh, man. Vote of the night right there. Oh, but but besides that, like the thing about it is Rick Rubin has produced so much music in so many different ways for with so many different people in so many different genres. Like 99 Problems was dope. Oh, yeah. And it was dope in the production and how his flow was on it and like the finished product of 99 problems was just like a whole gift to music period. It really and was. I think like Rick Rubin, that was all Rick Rubin. And if you look at some of the other things Rick Rubin's produced, you're like, okay, I can see this. Like he's done some Justin Timberlake, he's done Metallica, Slayer, System of a Down, Rage Against the Machines, which 
That album Johnny wasn't. Cash. Slipknot. Okay, he's done a lot of rock, but I'm just saying. Yeah. He did Public Enemy and Beastie Boys and LL Cool J. Yes, he did. And he did Ghetto Boys and Run DMC. And he's probably got a bunch of other things besides that. That he's been involved with, yeah. So th- that, I mean. There's nothing Rick Rubin can't produce, man. There's nothing he can't produce. And there's. Um, the Fat White Boy. <laughs> the, fat, the Fat White Boy. <laughs> I'd love to call this episode The Fat White Boy. Oh, God. You're, I would you're, love it. The people who listen to this are like, how do we get to the fat white boy? And you're like, wait to minute 57. <laughs> oh, it's so good. I, I, I got to tell, tell the chat, man. You, you keep talking. I'm going to hop into Brain Trust chat real quick. Because I got <laughs> to tell everybody. Got to so, let everybody know what you think about this. So, so yeah. one of my favorite uh, electronic bands, Justice. Rick Rubin uh, remixed one of their songs, mm-hmm. and they named the song "Just the, uh, Rick Rubin Destroyed the Song." <laughs> Why? Is he did? Oh damn! Um, uh, the name of the song is called "On and On," but like when you, uh, well, I'll send you both the original and the Rick Rubin version. Okay. And you'll be like, okay, I I get it. I see. Oh, I see it on YouTube right here, on and yeah. on, and ruined by Rick Rubin. Ruined by Rick Rubin. Damn. Ouch. But you, listen to the original first, and okay. then listen to that, and you're gonna be like, they're two completely different songs, but they work together. Okay. So, uh, I, I will do that as soon as we're done. Yeah, man. You get you get something else. Oh, wait, have you listened to Justice? Uh no. So I The only justice I know is that is the band that Wilde sampled. Well, this may Well, actually, how are you with uh EDM? Um, I like it when it's done correctly. You might like the uh, Justice stuff. Okay. Uh Maybe you might want to start the grind like Eric and I did from their first album. Okay. Let me see if it's on title. <laughs> Why is this the running joke of the night? I don't know, because apparently you're just determined. Mark, you're, you're channeling Marcus is what you're doing. Because Marcus was here. Marcus would be like, yeah, Jay-Z, the ho-ass, ho-ass nigga who, uh, is a, who I don't care about no more. <laughs> That's what he'd be saying all the time. Like, he rapped that one time, and it was fine. Oh, ass nigga Jay-Z. So, let me see. Um, so, yeah, they have Justice, Audio Video, Disco, Woman, and Woman Worldwide. So, they have the four albums of Justice on there. Or, okay. But they also have the three remixes with them, or four remixes. Remix albums. So you four got remix six, albums? Four remix albums. One, two, because Woman Worldwide is a uh, Woman Worldwide is a remix album. Gotcha. Yeah, send it, send that on over so I can check that out, if you will. Oh yeah, not a problem. All right, so you'd say you take you said you take Kanye as the person who you uh, 
would make number one out of Hove producers, correct? Yes. I'm going to come back and say mine is mine's oh God. Mm, I know it's tough. Don't do it. Don't make bad, don't make bad decisions like I do. <laughs> I'm going to say my favorite Jay Z producer is Pharrell. Oh, Pharrell. It's Pharrell. Really? I I just think that after this album was so ambitious coming out the way it did, and then just looking at the overall picture, and then Pharrell giving Jay-Z one of the nastiest remixes in his catalog with um with um the excuse me miss remix. Yeah. Like it, it's really hard. He doesn't have as much compared to the other ones, but I feel like what he's done stands out more than anybody else. I don't know. I feel like Pharrell has more than a few s- songs with Jay-Z. He does. He has at least 10 songs with him. Yeah. And they're, they're all chartable songs. Um, I, I think so, too. I, I don't know, though. I feel like the thing about the Kanye songs is like... But maybe that's cheating because the Neptunes kind of <laughs> is, a, is a duo. You know? True. So maybe uh, trio, trio. it's not very fair to be like, oh, well... Yeah, no. Not like I care. But let me let me just see. So apparently they ghost produced on the city is mine back in ninety-eight. I didn't know that. Um uh, I just wanna love you, of course. Mm-hmm. Was was Neptune's. Excuse me, miss the original. Um they had Fuck All Night, Nigga Please, Annabella for Fallen Soldier on Blueprint 2. Um then Change Clothes and Allure. On Black Album. And then Jay was on Frontin' with Pharrell. Um, oh, do you remember I Ain't Heard of That with Slim Slim Thug? I ain't heard of that. I ain't heard of that Slim Thug. Why does that sound familiar? Because like when the when the South got real big in 05, like one of my favorite songs was Slim Thug. I ain't heard of that. Pharrell produced it. And it's nasty. Like apparently there was a change clothes remix too that Jay Z was on, but the I ain't heard of that with just Slim Thug and Pharrell. It is so dope. Okay, I forgot all about that song. Okay, I do remember hearing this. Yeah, I ain't heard of that. Um, yeah, that shit's super dope. Okay, he does have one stinker because he did do the Anything record off Kingdom Come with Usher on it. That's a real bad stinker. But then he gave him Blue Magic and I Know on American Gangster. So he made it up to him real big. So... All right. And then, so, yeah, I mean, there's just the so question. much. Here's the question. Yes. Is Neptune's NERD or is Pharrell just in both? Wait. Is the Neptune's an NERD? Are the Neptune's you... NERD? Yeah. Because they come up as two completely different albums. Because when you were like, Neptune's is two people, I was like, wait, isn't it three? And no, it's not. N-E-R-D is three people. Because it's Chad, Pharrell, and Shay. Right. Neptune's is two people. It's just, yeah, Shay's not Shay's not in the producing half, but Shay is in the band, obviously. Are they? Is he? Uh, I, I think he still is. Complicated. Yeah, members, Pharrell, Chad, Shay, yeah. 
It's it's true, buddy. Um, they're they're kind of the same thing. It's just they have this extra member for it makes the it rock pain in the ass when you're looking for music by them, though. What does Shay do? I don't know. I don't know either. What does Shay do? What is Shay Haley? Shay Haley sounds like a kid that would get beat up in school. <laughs> Shay Haley. What do you do, Shay? Huh, Shay? I work at an office supply company, and 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 I didn't get my paycheck. And last time they said I would get the cake, and I didn't get the cake. I work, <laughs> I work for NERD. I color in the lines. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Sheldon Haley. Oh. Shay's getting beat in class. <laughs> Teacher's like, Sheldon, why are you making all that noise? Stop drumming. Oh, my God. November 2010, he married Jackie Garcia, the former girlfriend of slain NFL safety Sean Taylor. Oh, wow. my God. Wow. What a nice guy picking up somebody's wow. seconds. Well, wait, 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 wait. I mean, I mean, the guy's dead. Not exactly the second, but, you know. It's not the same, but. You know what? This is that's not something I want on my Wikipedia page. I know, right? That is not something you want on your Wikipedia page. God, that can be edited. He apparently he don't know how Wikipedia works. <laughs> he may not. He's too busy doing whatever. Nothing in that's not on Wikipedia. Well, well, while we're digging into Shay a little bit more, um, Lamb, do you remember any songs that came out that didn't make this album? Like you remember, of course, Jock and Jay Z, kind of came, kind of came out, but it Jay-Z. didn't officially. Like, was there anything that you might have heard that you're like, man, I would, or Dead Presidents Three, that was also around this era, um, that didn't make the album. So I, uh, I remember there was um, because this wasn't the cover, this white with the three red stripes wasn't the cover that I originally remember seeing, and okay. that other album cover is the one that had uh jock and jay-z on it and something else but i don't remember what that second song second or third song are do you remember who might have produced it because i'm thinking that you might be thinking the same song that i think should have been on the album definitely was a dj premiere okay well good point Eh, real funny bringing up old wounds already I'm just remembering it now too, okay? We're remembering it together. Uh, whatever. Um I I recall a song produced by Timbaland that didn't make the album. What song? That DJ Clue had put out in real, real early two thousand and eight. DJ Clue, Clue, Clue. And it was the first time that anybody it's an, it's on the Wikipedia page in front in fact. It says January oh eight, a mixtape song called Ain't I? Produced by Timbaland, dropped. And in the intro, Clue says, Off that Blueprint 3, baby. And then Jay said it was old, like a spokesman for Jay said it was old. Um, it kind of started all the rumors that Blueprint 3 was coming. And then it took a year, but Jay finally confirmed that he Blueprint 3 was the next album he's going to release. Listen, wait. have you heard this record? Ain't I? I, I know. I can't say that I have heard it, oh, but I lamb. do remember like like uh, DJ Clue talking about Blueprint Three for a whole summer, mm-hmm. and nothing. But then again, that happened a lot. Like a lot of the things 
DJ Clue was talking about, we're like, we'll probably never hear it. Yeah, obviously. Is Jay Z really gonna survive after that Nas beat like that beef like that? Uh, all right, we'll see. <laughs> I just threw it in the chat for you, but this song is one of my favorite Jay Z and Cymbaline collaborations, and I really feel like it should have been on the album. Better than Lobster and Scrimp? It's better than Lobster and Scrimp, yeah. It's better than anything on Magna Carta that they did. Okay. Yeah. Real real shit right there. Real shit. So, with that said, that's all my questions for Volume for Blueprint 3, Lamb. Last question that I've been asking on both albums. How does the Blueprint 3 hold up in 2019? I think Blueprint 3 holds up so much better than Volume 3. It does. Um, I would continue listening to it, and I think I will. until uh, Your title subscription's up? Yeah. And I feel like they were messing with me saying, you could get 30 days for free. (sighs) All right, fine, bud. Hey, I did get my full 30 days when I signed up to listen to 444 when it came out in 2017. I did get my full 30. You got your full 30 on that, man? Your full 30. Damn. This time they got me for 10 bucks. They're like, oh, new subscribers only, like after I'd enter all my card information. I don't know if I'm going to get stuck like that. I might be on a, on a Wednesday just cutting it off. Well, what, what you do what you do is um, real easy, Lamb. You go in and cancel it now, and it lets you continue to have... Uh, the service until it actually expires and then you don't got to worry about it. Oh, you know, you should be able to do that. You know, you sound like you've done this before. I have, I have, I know my way around a free trial or three. (laughs) You've got a few emails just waiting for it. Mm -hmm. True story. All right. And as you can hear me clicking away, I set up the two links for you for justice. Nice. Appreciate uh, that. Oh, actually, you want to know where you might have heard uh, Justice and you didn't know? What? Um, a few years ago, Kia was pushing the Kia Soul. Mm-hmm. In the commercial, they had uh, hamsters. Oh, I remember those commercials. The first few videos had this one of the songs from Justice, their first album on it. Nice. I'm gonna have to see. I'll have to look that up now. Actually, you know what? I can probably find that. Is that a real title? Justice or the Kia Soul? Um, Marcus is asking if that was a real title that was ruined by Rick Rubin. It it really is. It really oh, is man. the real title ruined by Rick Rubin. I think it's just called On and On, Lamb. I think that's, I think that's kind of the. It's in the name of the track. That that name of the track is I'm, On and On, ruined by Rick Rubin. It doesn't say remixed by Rick Rubin. It says I'm looking on Genius right now. Genius will tell me the truth. Go ahead. Genius will tell you the same thing that the album told me, and then the music video told me on YouTube. Actually, Genius is kind of lacking in information. Damn. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, Kellen, what's with that funky track? I don't know, man. Yeah, wait, did Camille have that much clothes? Did what happened? 
Well, no, no, because my wife is uh, putting clothes away. Oh. And there's just like a huge pile of tiny clothes. And I'm like, did my daughter have that much clothes? And she was like, no, these are summer clothes. I'm like, okay, that just helped. <laughs> nice. nice. Thanks. Like, no, these are just summer clothes. Oh, that huge pile is just summer clothes. Hmm. And I'm sitting here with my few. Yeah. I'm Joe and Leah be changing out for seasons and stuff. Everything everything goes in the closet. I don't care. I don't switch things out. I know, right? My boots are good all year round. Exactly, your t- your Tim's that Jay told you to be off that on Blueprint Three. He did, but he ain't. No one listened to that one. He didn't stop Timberlands. He stopped Timberland from producing for him for a while, but Tim Timberlands, nothing you can do about that. It says Rick Rubin's ruining his words, not ours, of Justice's new song sounds like old Justice songs. Happily. <laughs> so uh, it was ruined. Okay. Everybody, nobody didn't, no one doubted you on that lamb, just FYI. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I'm I, glad, I, glad you got your, your point out. It's important. Oh, there is another thing where this is, this is something that he does where he ruins songs. He I think ruined, that's the one I just posted in the chat. Yeah. yeah. That article has uh, other songs that he's ruined. Well, now now you know. Hyphenation is a very educational show. It really is. It really is. I I try my best. I was sad this morning because I didn't actually have to record this morning. And like I had the time. And I was like, what am I supposed to do with myself? I just stayed home until it's time to go to work. It was weird. Normally I'm like podcasting by like 930. Yeah. Yeah. Now here I am podcasting at eleven forty-five at night. Well, wow, wow, that happened fast. What what happened? That it's nine uh, eleven forty-five at night. Yeah, that's what happens, man. You get you get on hyphenation. I'm like Roy Firestone. I don't make people cry. I just make people keep talking keep and talk. Talking. That's that's this how it works. This is amazing. So. We've covered everything, Lamb. We got to the end. You're so excited, you're speechless. I mean, what do I do? We're at the end. What, what do we We have a... We sing, we cry, we walk into a rainbow. What do we do? We do all those things. But first, I hope everybody enjoyed our, our recaps and looking back at thoughts on uh, the Blueprint 3 and Volume 3 and... Maybe you'll crack open your title subscription. Maybe you'll find the albums by other means. Maybe you own them already. You can break out your CDs or your vinyl. Or maybe you're a weirdo and decided to put all your CDs on tape years ago. Maybe you're going to listen to it on tape. You can do it that way. We want you to just go back and not stop thinking about what Jay-Z's done recently, but just, just take a little trip down memory lane and listen to how Jay used to be. And then try to figure out how he got to be here now, besides just smart business moves. And I'm not calling the NFL thing a smart business move. I'm just saying that's what it's been. You know, a series of of fortunate events for Sean Carter. So yeah, just just take it, just go back and visit ninety-nine and visit oh nine and 
If he drops something before the end of the year, maybe you'll have something for 19. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, but, I mean, this is this is what we do in Hyphenation. We celebrate anniversaries. We give people their flowers while they're still here. So th- this has been our journey through the world of Jay-Z, a little bit of the world of Jay-Z, and a whole bunch of other stuff, because we talked about a ton of things. And we're not done, but I just wanted to put a nice little bow on everything. So that's that. Salam. Yeah. What what are you doing now? Are you typing? I'm always typing something oh, for something. You don't wait. You don't remember podcasting one hundred and one? Ah, for someone who's one of my original listeners, I guess it's only right that someone's podcast one hundred and oneing me while I'm talking. Yeah, man, we got to keep those notes going. Yeah. Although 100%. I may have to invest into a quieter keyboard to keep to do this in the background. I, I don't care. I, I have crickets in the background of some of my shows that you always like. It's so loud in West Virginia. I'm like, Liam, it's not loud. Listen, you have no idea when I'm listening to it and I hear like a bird. Now, are you listening on your headphones when you're doing this? Headphones, of course. I mix very loudly, I've realized. Because listening to other podcasts and then listening um, in general, like I I just tend to mix my everything loud anyway. So as long as I know my vocal's clear and it's not muddy and it's not sounding like I'm in an echo chamber, then I just let it fly. And it normally it's just loud. I'm sorry. Hmm. Okay. Lamb's like, so, whatever. Uh, Are no, we done? No, no, it's not whatever. <laughs> I'm just trying to think how to say whatever channel those birds are on. Just bring that down. Just bring it down. The birds help the ambiance, man, no, of the they, world's greatest they podcast. Do help the ambiance. You know who doesn't it, help when cars go by or they're making no. a whole bunch of noise or there's mowing and it's like, <laughs> or then there's leaves flying in my car. Because my windows are down. I'm trying to enjoy the breeze, and there's stupid leaves coming in. And I, I get so mad at outside noises anymore. I'm like, hey, garbage it's truck. It's amazing because you say that, and I remember hearing the leaf come through. I'm like, where is your mic, and how powerful is this goddamn mic? Because The mic's right on the steering up, wheel on my on my mother phone. Everything. It does. And it's just like you can hear the indicator as you're turning left. Yeah. Onto whatever street, and I know you're turning left because I can hear the grunt. <laughs> and then there's the car speeding up, and whatever car it is, it's it, it's getting old because it's not like accelerating as fast as you're putting your foot down. Damn. And then when it finally goes, and you're getting a little breeze, and then the birds are like, hey, you know that car is screaming really hard, but only going 15 miles an hour. Wow. It's not that damn bad. <laughs> no, it's not that bad, but, you know, I'm exaggerating, but those birds are Just flying. making sure it's like, is my car falling apart and I don't even know it? <laughs> <laughs> I could probably diagnose it with a problem from a podcast. It does need a front end alignment. God, um, that, that's actually, that's, that's horrible. I, I know. It happens when you have potholes all over the place like we do in Morgantown. Um, but I thought that was the best part of West Virginia. Why does it have potholes like that? Oh, wait, you know what it is? You probably just need to invest into West Virginia type cars like Jeeps. Yeah, you might be right. And stop driving this big old Buick. That's what it is. Buick's too pretty for that. It is. It really is too pretty. I love my Buick, though. Buicks are just way too fancy. You, I got you, mine for free, so... I'm just saying, did you get a Buick and everybody in your neighborhood driving, like, Tundras and shit? Yeah, kinda. Mm. 
You're like, yeah, but you know, mine looks better every Sunday. <laughs> Did you hear the the parking lot story on one nineteen? Have you listened to one nineteen yet? Uh which one is one nineteen? Uh, the Emmys versus Beyonce and Parking Lot Follies. No, I haven't heard that one. Okay, I'm. That's the next episode for me to hear. You, you will be. You will love that story because there was things happening in the parking lot, and I just couldn't help but narrate it. So, you'll enjoy that. <laughs> okay, you've said hmm twice, wife. What is not it? About you. Oh, okay. Yeah, sh- shut up, Lamb. She's not talking to you. No, but listen. If your wife says hmm twice, the first time was maybe something is up. The second time, she's trying to get your attention. The third time, maybe followed by a gunshot. Because you're fucking up. <laughs> I'm like, okay, this is my time. I will turn around and find out what's going on. Honestly care. And she was like, no, it's not about you. Okay. Fine then. If you say so. Fine then. So, Lamb, we, yeah. I like to end the show a certain way. And what I like to end the show with is some words of wisdom for the day. Yeah. So it can be anything. It could be actual words of wisdom. It could be just a piece of advice. It could be a words of warning. It could be a recommendation if you wanted to be. What do you want to leave the listeners with before we depart them? Uh, you know what? Let me give me a second. Let me find some inspirational words. Let me search up a, a quote there. Well, I mean. I mean- It'll give me like a bunch of them, but I'll out of this 56 motivational, inspirational quotes about life and success, I'll pick one down. <laughs> I hope uh, you pick one that doesn't make any sense. You know what? That would be hilarious. Like if life gives you pickles, make chicken. If life gives you pickles, brine that chicken. <laughs> Hell <laughs> no, yeah. That would make sense to most people. They're like, what? What does that mean? Apparently, Chick-fil-A uses pickle juice on their chicken. I thought they just put pickles on the chicken. Apparently, it's pickle juice in the recipe, fam. I, I just, I'm just telling you what I heard. Don't quote me. That is interesting. I, I heard it from a rather... A credible a, source? A credible source who looked like she knew what she's talking about. I'm glad you called it said that, because I was going to probably say something wild. She looked very mammy-ish. Uh, on the other side of the spectrum, but possibly in very short. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you said other side of the spectrum, and I'm like, hmm? that means white. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. I got it. Just, just make it short. All right. All right. Um, you know what? They're I'm going, not going to what the hell we're talking about in this chat. I'll just, Good. I'll just, I'll just we'll say to come I, off the top of the dome. I, right. I'll just say how I really feel. You know what? Um, it's going to be sometime in October by the time, uh, this comes out. So, yeah, it's going to be October in seven minutes, by the way. Right. It's, oh shit, it is. Um, (laughs) so let's get this going before the spooks come up. Um, wait, no, I mean like the ghosts. Don't be racist at this point. (laughs) All right. So this is why you have other people around you, Lamb. I mean, really, if I didn't, I would probably get shut down in so many different ways, <laughs> legally. Um, so my wife is right 99% of the time against me, but she trusts my judgment. 
Okay. That means either she doesn't ask me for very many things very often, or she's always checking my work. Which do you think it is? She's always checking your work. I, I told you she trusts what but she trusts my judgment. Doesn't mean she don't check your work. I don't think she checks my work. Okay. I don't know. Do you check my work to hear? Nope. She said what? I don't think she's gonna answer. Because she's trying to watch TV and you keep said, bothering you her. Work? That's where MJ gets it from, because you're you're clingy to her. I am clingy to my wife. She said I don't do work. All right. Well, you know what? <laughs> the podcast is almost over. <laughs> it is almost over. She said, "There's you don't do work." And I'm like, what? I did all that laundry. You need a dick. He also he also um went and plugged everything up and then left Eric all alone, so that oh. he, they couldn't have meaningful conversation at least three times. <sighs> That's not all right. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Nothing. You're good. You're golden. You're awesome. They were clean. I don't know where she they are. popping on you right now. Uh, I don't, right? This is what happens when you invite your wife into the conversation. She's My wife's never attacked me on the pod. Not yet. Well, she did. But she wasn't too happy about the trivia questions. <laughs> oh, wait. You know what? That reminds me. Does she listen to your podcast? I, no, she doesn't listen to the podcast. She don't listen to anything. She don't, li- don't have time. Oh, that's right. Oh, she, right. li- she literally is five minutes away from work. But you know what? She's also a champion uh, d- debate squad leader. Champion, champion West Virginia history. History. Two-time champion. Two-time champion. West she Virginia history bowl champion. She has no time for simple podcasts. Exactly. She's, she's got she's got more champions to lead. She does. She has a whole new squad this year. Two squads oh, yeah? every year. Two? She always has two teams. I always thought it was one. Jesus Christ. Two teams, four kids each. And, uh, you know, they need to start just throwing her name into the best teacher's bowl and just removing everybody else's. You You would think, right? Right. There's at least 16 kids. They, that, can, they can mass that. It, that. That would make sense to me, but, you know, they don't ask me to, these things. Voting for the gym teacher is cheating. <laughs> he doesn't teach. I, I, there's probably some gym teachers out there who would disagree with you. Though. No, uh, tell that gym teacher to, to stuff a sock in it. Are you going to do like, like Dart, Dart said on the first episode of Dart Against Humanity? He's like, there ain't no outro. Go eat a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Dart is Dart is hilarious. Dart is Dart is so um, he he can seem so cold sometimes. Like you're like, is he is he paying attention to me? Is he actually responding? Right. And then when he does, you're like, you know what? I didn't want this sort of answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is too much. Yeah. I I could I get that vibe from Dart. Yeah, but he's cool. All right, so Lamb, I'm not going to hold you here anymore because I'm planning on probably talking to you again here real soon because we had plans for another pod. Yeah, but we're not going to say anything about it because if we say it, then it ain't going to happen. It's going to happen. 
But well, it's going to uh, happen, but I don't want I don't want to put that energy on it because last time I said somebody's going to talk about Jay Z with me, he decided he hated Jay Z. Well, he's mad at him. Things happened before, uh, or since between what happened, yeah, betwixt. Uh, things happened nice. and you know made him hate Jay Z or dislike Jay Z. Yeah, he doesn't, doesn't hate Jay Z. He's just disappointed. He's disappointed. As we all are. As we all should be. I just thought of one other question for you, Lamb. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Keep going, as we all should be. What were you saying? As we all should be. We should be disappointed in Jay-Z, but really the counterbalance is, are we not disappointed in ourselves for our own civil duties? Because there are elections happening throughout the country this month, and if you're not voting, you're part of the problem. Mm, There's the words of wisdom for today, besides what he said about his wife. I mean, my wife is awesome. She's... Everything is awesome. We're not going to say that. Everything is cool when you're part of the team. Everything is awesome when you're living in a dream. So, my question for you, Lamb, is how excited are you for Frozen 2? You know, I am actually excited for Frozen 2. I don't know how to explain it. But... I I I was like watching um, Elsa freeze up the shoreline. And I was like, "You can do it, bitch! You can do this!" I don't know <laughs> what you're trying to do, but freeze that fucking joy. Do it, do it. It was only like a thirty second clip, and I'm like, "All right, so when is this movie coming out?" November twenty second. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and say that my hot ass take for tonight is that. Frozen 2 is approaching end game levels of anticipation for me. Uh, oh, no, no, no. It's yeah. not. I'm Listen, excited, Lamb. I am. I'm excited. For the first Frozen than this. Because I am so excited. The first Frozen had something to set up. The second one doesn't. Unless it, it's got to be it. It's got to be a huge miracle for the second one to set up something that is going to be as emotionally engaging and I mean and don't forget the songs I I can't there's a there's a preview of a new song that's out that came out today I won't listen to it I don't want to ruin it I want to hear it in a movie listen also I'm kind of I'm kind of over Idina Menzel I've heard her too much in the last 10 years because I also was uh, I also was watching um, Glee oh yeah so, kind of over. I gotta. I've never finished Glee. I think I stopped after season two. I is love that, Glee. Is that what? No, I'm. No, I mean, wait. How far did I watch in Glee? I think I watched up to season season four straight, and then I just got busy with other other shit, like um, Game of Thrones, which I still haven't watched past episode one. Ah, you need to go watch Game of Thrones. I'm going to watch it one day. I keep saying that, but who knows? I mean, it's a good show. But you know what? If you read the books, you'll be really confused. I believe that. So the way things go in the books are a little faster or, or either it's a little faster or time just isn't really well explained in the books, but they're all still kids, whereas in the TV show, six years passes. Yeah, that's true. 
So it's like, uh, I don't know. And so some of the horrible things that happen in the in the show also don't happen in the books. Mm. I'll get to it, I promise. But some of the more terrible things that happened in the show did happen in the books. And you're just like, oh, my God, I remember reading that. That looks so amazing in, on television. Yeah. <laughs> you miss Game of Thrones, don't you, Lamb? I do. I, but, I mean, I also really enjoyed Game of Thrones. I enjoyed the books. And I enjoyed the divergence of the both between the book and the um, TV series. You know, and talking about the differences to people who either enjoyed it or never really watched it or never read it. Was, and, you know, I enjoyed it. I did. I enjoyed both. That's two separate things. And you're still looking forward to the next one, right? The next book? I am still, yes. Even though I feel like George R. R. Martin is toying with us and saying that there is going to be a next book. I don't know. I still have my hopes up. He's he's going to, Jesus is king, you guys. You're never getting that book. Oi, I thought that was supposed to come out this Sunday. It it didn't. It got it, delayed again. Kanye keeps tweaking his last I read, so I'm I'm over it now. I don't want to care. I don't care. I was going to listen to it. I was lamb. If it came out this weekend, I was ready to listen to it. But I'm it back on my. Sweater. I'm back on. I'm over it. It was a sweater that came out for Jesus is King. Yeah, there's all kinds of merch out for like from the New York shows, Chicago shows. You can go to KanyeWest.com and probably find a while. I typed in Kanye West and it came up and said Kanye West is two faces. A suggestion. KanyeWest.com. So there's the cover. It still says September 27th. Huh, not happening. Uh, I wonder how long ago this was posted. Or- Hold on. Let me put in shop.kanye. There it is. Shop.conwaywest.com. He has New York shirts and uh, let's see. I thought he has Chicago stuff. You can get Jesus is King sweatpants plus the digital download um, when the album is actually released. Wow. And actually, it's all sold out, Lamb. You can't buy shit. So Sunday no white sweatpants shirt. for you. I kind of like these Sunday service t-shirts, but they also seem pretty janky. This artwork is terrible. Yeah, the I think that everything's ugly. Really bad. Everything's sold out on this site, too. So no one's getting a Jesus King shirt. No one is getting a Jesus is King shirt? Nope, not Nobody tonight. Terrible oh. artwork? Everything's sold out. Yeah. Oh, look at that. The sweatpants sold out. Damn. I, I think that's the way that we have to end it, because we, we're talking about the Kanye that nobody likes anymore. So. And I said that Kanye would be... Jay-Z's best uh, producer. You did. I don't want Kanye to touch anything Jay-Z's on nowadays. I don't want Kanye to even rap anymore, honestly. Uh, Would it be hilarious if Kanye got more people to start going back to church? He's going to. If he drops this, he's he's going to get some people to start going to church. 100%. Kanye is the new cult. He kind of is. Sunday service is a little cultish. I, you know what though, I would have been better if I would have been better. I would have felt better if every week, every one of his Sunday services, he sold for like five bucks, and it was like a different show or different 
presentation, like you know how some people sell like their gospel sermons. Mm-hmm. I would have been fine with that. I would have been like, you know what, that's kind of a dope idea. I don't even care if it's not going to any nonprofit or. I think all the Sunday services have been free though. No, they haven't. Hmm? No, I thought they were they were costly. Or not Coachella, obviously. Were they even at Coachella? Like, were they literally there, or was they more like broadcast at Coachella because of the way they did that shit? Do you even remember? I don't remember. I don't care. I feel like somebody was telling me that the Sunday service tickets weren't free. Well, I'm not going anyway. (laughs) I wasn't invited. It happened last week at uh, in Detroit. Yeah, oh. See, I thought the Detroit show was definitely free. I thought the ones they the most recent ones are definitely free. There might be a few that were free, but Kanye gotta pay for the oh free tickets will now be available online. Starting at noon at Ticketmaster. You're right. But I don't know. So somebody's gotta pay those choir members. Yeah. They Somebody. Need, they need tea. They need tea to keep their throats warm. Yeah. For Jesus. That's what though. Yeah. On that note, <laughs> sorry, ladies and gentlemen, don't be here. sorry. Sorry, like... not sorry, Lamb. <laughs> for for Michael Lamarick, who's in Boston talking about inappropriate things at midnight Boston. on October 1st. Happy birthday, Dad, by the way. It's my dad's birthday now, guys. Ah, happy birthday. Uh, or just you, Lamb. Hyphen father. Yeah, hy- hyphen father. And uh, that sounds that sounds oddly weird. Hyphen father. Hyphen father. I, don't, I don't know. Um, I'm also a little tired. Um, for Michael Lamarique, who is so good to join me on this journey, that's Jay-Z in 99 and in 2009. This is Kellen Conley and Michael Lamarique in 2019. And uh, there's nothing else to say, but thanks, y'all. Now Lamb's going to say something funny. I was waiting for you to say something. Or, you know what was hilarious? That last episode when you uh, sung your outro? Uh, where you were humming it, you were like, where? I was like, oh, God. Uh, yeah. I do weird stuff when I'm by my, like, I keep saying to myself, like, it's, it's like I don't know anybody this is podcast because I'm all over the place. Well, I'm so laughing my own jokes. And, and yes, you yeah. have your own jokes and they're sometimes funny to other people. Well, that's an important part, as long as I'm not laughing by myself. Sometimes I bet you I'm just giggling about something. And you're probably like, God, he needs to stop and just talk. Like, maybe the, there's maybe probably so many not. notes that you just are scared to send me about how I can improve hyphenation. No, no. Oh, the one note I might have to send you is the one with the with a lapel mic, so mm-hmm. that you know you cut the bird out. You're just the bird is the bird is part of the process. It is, and I'm going to miss it when it's muted. Well, this episode, because it's a guest episode on Skype, is going to be as quiet as possible other than our voices. You know, you should find a, you should just find a nature track and just have that under. <laughs> and then you would bitch, like, oh, you're turning nature up too high. I can't even concentrate. Nature is always up high on hyphenation. Uh, nation whatever, Lamb. Hyphenation and nature together, like peanut butter and jelly. Together, like all four of his tires on the road but maybe not all going in the same direction.
listening. Don't forget to subscribe and comment. This has been a Hyphen Podcast Network production. They're the bestest. I'm getting paid an exposure.